All right, it's time for the week. DTGD Radio, this is episode 761 for August 28th, 2023. And on the show this week, we've got Anthony. Yep. We got Jay back How up in this. How do you blood to Grandpa? There you go. We got Jay back up God in this, bitch. Manjar now. We got Drew. I'm here. And we got Terrence. What's up? Who's not going to be paying any attention because he's going to be watching... When you actually get like, wood and stuff, like, you can come off the ship. Oh, man. It's going to be a battle between Anthony and I. I He's gone from best friends to enemies. To enemies. (laughs) To mortal soundboard enemies. Y'all got, y'all got, like, does everybody eventually get one? Like, get one clip? Yeah, everybody gets one. Yep, we got to get everybody one clip. All right. Well, we'll get there eventually. Have to find something something genuinely embarrassing. Uh, but anyway, it's time to talk about video games. It was a big week. Gamescom was this week, so there's a lot of news to kind of div- dive into. <clears throat> Where is GTA 6? Bill Clinton wants yeah. to know. I want you to know. <laughs> Bill Clinton. I, I need. We're, to, we're in the, the age of remasters. We need remasters of uh, Socks the Cat for Super Nintendo. No. Ooh. Yeah, we do. I don't even know. No, no, we don't. What is Fox the Cat? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't it was his cat, that. and they made a video game about it. It's on Super Nintendo. Yeah, it, it, was it even released? I don't know if it was released, but I, I don't, don't think it, it was released. I can play <laughs> it. The last thing I want to do is spend any time in the Quentin household. I mean, why? Because they're not good people. <laughs> why? Why? Why would you not want to spend time with Bill Quentin? I don't know. He's kind of creepy, and I don't like Hillary either. So why the fuck would I want to be in that? I just want to hang out with him. How, how, how do you know? How do you know Bill Clinton's fucking cat's name? Because that was That's that was a big up. thing. Yeah, I, when I grew up, like he was in office, and like they, they talked about socks the cat, and it became like a meme, and there was like comics. I, I grew up during socks that the time, cat rocks and I the grew hill. up. I grew up. I don't know any of the presidential freaking animals' names. I mean, I know Joe Biden got the dog, right? What's his name? Um... Oh. Fuck! Oh, he bit the the people in the White House. Oh, oh I, I did remember know. reading about that. Yeah, I don't, I see. I don't remember the, his name. Hunter, the dog. <laughs> Probably that's what it was. He was, he was coming down and bit someone. Man, the name of his dog is like right on the tip of my tongue. It's like it's yeah, like, um, it, it's, it's it's like it, Sarge it, or something or yeah, no, Commander. Like is it Commander? No, the name of it. No, oh, fuck. I don't remember. But like I, I'm I just know, looking, looking at major, up. major. Oh uh, yeah, I knew it was some kind of military thing. There it is. Also, yeah, socks the cat, rocks the hill. Don't worry, guys. There's, wow. There, you can, you can. There, there's a Richard Nixon enemy. Yeah. I will say this: the sprite work is actually pretty good. It's made by Kine- is that or is, Kineco. Was that a real game? Like, yes, it was it a real out? game. Yeah, that you was can canceled, play it. Yes. Huh. You'd okay. be surprised what is a real game. There's also a Full House tournament fighter. That's a real game from the from the show. Yeah, you can fight with Uncle Jesse. One, yeah, Uncle feels, Jesse. That one feels like a, a fan made thing. Oh, I mean, it probably yeah. is, but it exists. You can but, play it. But socks, socks, the cat That's was wild. real. Oh, yeah. I gotta pull like, up. It was going to be up. an actual product sold in stores. Why? I don't know. Full House Tournament Fighter. Yep, there it is. That's when Jesse crazy. does a move. Okay. He does like he says like Have mercy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to be honest, does, I, I... Does Dave Coulier have a cut it out? Oh, you know he probably has I, to, right? 
I was thinking more of like when you do a finisher on Dave Coulier, does Alanis Morissette come out? <laughs> got him. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Lois kicking us off. Uh, Drew, what do you got? What are you playing? That's I my mean, favorite game. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I played a little bit of Resident Evil Four Remake. Um, I've I've been away for the past week. Um. And I played nothing while I was in Florida. Florida? Uh-huh. You um, didn't bring your Switch and play some more I brought, I brought my Switch and never turned it on. <laughs> I don't Bro, know that's why. How, that's how it always goes. I always think about, like, I'm going to bring my Steam Deck. I'm going to bring my Switch to this thing. I'm going to get a couple of good hours. It's going to be great. Never even open the cases to get those things out. It, ha- yep. it happens every time. Yep. Yeah, I, I took my 3DS there and watched YouTube videos all night, pretty much. Yeah, I take my I took my 3DS on a on a work trip once, and I played a little bit of um the Zelda game for in like the terminal, and I never took it back out of my bag the rest of the trip. Yeah, I mean that's just welcome to adulthood. No shit. Right. <laughs> and yeah, um, but I played some Resident Evil Four whenever I got back. Um. That is a absolutely fantastic game. Um, I would say I'm a little bit, I'm probably a little bit past halfway in that game. I don't know how many chapters there are. I'm in chapter nine. Sixteen, right? There's sixteen chapters. I'm a little bit past halfway. 16. I'm going through like the the hedge maze. I finished the hedge maze where the dogs will come uh, out okay, and, yeah, and yeah. jump back in, and you don't know where they are. Finish that part. Um, that's a solid, solid game. So the problem is, is, like, I put probably two hours into it. I did the hedge maze stuff, and then I put another hour into it because I ran him back into the merchant, and he had one of his wonderful shooting galleries. So I did that for like thirty minutes. <laughs> that um, thing is really fun to do as like a side game, and you get some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that's the thing is like uh, I, the 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 prizes you get for that stuff is really cool because then you can like you know you get better bonuses and. You can change out your case to get different stuff. There's so many small things in that game that break up the monotony of going corridor to corridor shooting dudes. Um, this is a solid package, just like all around, just a fantastic package. You you played the original before, right, Drew? Oh yeah, yeah, a long time okay. ago. What what do you feel so far? I know that you haven't finished a new one yet, but do you feel like both games kind of stand alone, like side by side, as their own entity, uh, entities, or do you think this remake kind of replaces the old one? Or what's your take mm-hmm. so far? There's definitely a difference. Um, the in fact, I would go as far as to say that. The remake feels slightly open worldish. They they really do push the going back and 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 going to another going to an old area to do stuff. Um, I feel like it's just a bigger package. There's more to do in this game. Tons Andrew of more loves like a bigger side. package. I do. Um, there's tons of like side quests to do. You can do the like the little quest for the merchant, you know, and there's all these different collectibles and stuff. It's, I I don't know, man. Like uh, to me playing the remake, I have a newfound respect for Resident Evil four, because I'll be honest with you. I like Resident Evil four. I think it's a fine game. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's the best of the best Resident Evil game. Uh, I've never thought that, Nope. but I, I feel like 
I have a newfound respect for the game. I'm like, you know what? This is a solid entry into the series. It's a different entry into the series, and it's obviously something where they take it another step with Resident Evil 5 and then another step with Resident Evil 6. Um, but, you know, Resident Evil 2 will be forever the goat for me. That's 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 just the way it is. I mean, it's partially nostalgia, partially that remake is one of the best games ever made. I'm sorry, but it is. Do you like Res- the original RE2 better or the remake RE2 better? <laughs> I like the remake better than the original. Ooh, okay, all right. Okay. I, I mean, I'm I, not I done have, with that. It, it, they expand on that. it. They expand I have on to it. say that. Yeah, I mean, the 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 changes they made Resident Evil Two. Like Mr. Rex is chasing you throughout the oh, entire yeah. campaign. The way the way they changed it up where he's constantly there. He's constantly a, a threat to you. Um you know, because truth be told, like there was only a few like scripted sequences where Mr. X comes after you in Resident Evil Two original. And it was only in the second campaign. He's there from the very beginning of the very first campaign in this one. Um it, God, I don't know. Like it, it, it's it's hard to describe. Uh, you know what? You know what Res- the best combo is: Resident Evil Two remake with the Resident Evil Two original soundtrack. Yes, so I good. played it that way. So I played it that good. Way. Um, the yeah, I, I can go on all going on and on about Resident Evil Two remake because <laughs> just just the way like like how I played that game. I got it day one. Um, a buddy of mine came over to my house. We sat down and played probably six hours of that game, like nonstop. Like I got off work at like three o'clock. He didn't leave the he didn't leave my place till like eleven o'clock that night. It was it like and we just sat down, and did nothing but play that. And by the time he left my house, we hadn't finished the game. We we both had the complete police department memorized. <laughs> it was it was like I know exactly where to go. Go through that door. You're going to end up back over here, the hallway. It, it was and the way they have that game scripted. The map, everything like that is perfect. If it was if it was a little bit bigger, it would be too much. If it was a little bit smaller, you'd feel like it was too short. It is the perfect pacing. That game is damn near perfect. It really is. I, I agree a hundred percent. What they and what they did with these remakes. Resident Evil Three remake, we did the exact same thing. My buddy came over. We we enjoyed our time with it. It, it it's a different experience. Not as good of an experience, but that's just me for Resident Evil 3. And in Resident Evil 4, it feels like they have they have come up with a formula for Resident Evil remakes. Yeah. And they're just gonna they're just gonna keep molding it, keep molding it, and making it better and better. I feel like every remake that has come out from a Resident Evil game is better than the original. Oh, hundred percent. I mean three wasn't hard because the original three was like a Majora's Mask situation where it was like leftovers from Resident Evil 2. Yeah. So it was a very short and kind of one note game. Yeah. But Resident Evil 4 was like changing the game and the fact that the remake one upped it was impressive. So here, here's my question now is where do they go from here? They'll, they'll do code, five. Code, they'll, no, code they, won't do, they won't do Code Veronica. I, I don't think Capcom, Capcom treats Code Veronica like it's a Mega Man game and they just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> 
I, I, I understand where Ken's coming from, and I kind of get the sentiment uh, the same way. But I really want them to do Code Veronica. Oh, I absolutely That do. game gets such a bad shake. It's such a great entry in the series. Yeah, it is. I love it is. Resident Evil Code Veronica. I remember the first time I played it on Dreamcast, and like the lights moving back and forth, and the light mm-hmm. actually casting on a Dreamcast. And I'm like, god damn, this is good shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I would no. like, though, when they remake their Code Veronica, I kind of want them to not make it into the third-person shooter formula that they have going. I want them to keep this one fixed camera and then kind of do all the modern amenities that we're used to alongside that. Because I, I feel like... Do that. Nah, they won't. Yeah, I understand from like a wide appeal, they probably should go third-person, but... As like a long time Resident Evil fan, yeah, all of us, right? From the very beginning, we've been there. Day one, so yeah. It, it, yeah, and we all consider Resident Evil Remake, the first one, to be one of the best in the series too. Oh, and that's God. fixed camera, and that's terrifying. It's one of the scariest games available. So I kind of want them to try something like that with Cold Veronica, but I have a feeling they probably won't. But that's just my little my little hope as a long time RE fan. Yeah, I want I want that game back in the rotation because it's it's been mm-hmm. forgotten. The last time it was released was when they did those HD versions on the 360 PS3. That was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, very long. Yeah. I was I was also reminded of, of Steve Burnside. Oh, he is so bad. <laughs> he is and so bad in that horrible game. Horrible <laughs> voice acting. Oh, it's so bad. But um, yeah, no, I, uh, Resident Evil 4 remake, which is what we've been, to, what I was playing. Um, solid package really is. Um, there's, there's just a lot there. Um, looks fantastic. Um, the interactions between Ashley and Leon are really good. Um, I've ran into Ada a couple of times. They have some great chemistry too. It's, it's really, really good. The only difference, the only thing I, I, I can tell is that they have obviously removed a ton of the quick time events. Now, I would say for the better. I'm curious of how they handle the Krauser fight. <laughs> yeah. wait, We're not going to say anything, but just wait, man. You because, won't be disappointed. Because no. the Krauser fight was all QTEs. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just, mm-hmm. just wait till you get there. It, it's also yeah. crazy. Every time you talk about Resident Evil 4, something in my brain like ignites. That game came out this year. Yes. It yes. feels like it was two years ago because of how much crap has come out this year. Boss, boss, think about this. Think about this. Resident Evil 4 Remake, which is Game of the Year potential, came out the same year as Dead Space Remake, which is also Game of the Year material. Alongside yep. Zelda, Baldur's Alongside Gate. Alongside Zelda, Baldur's Gate. Starfield's Starfield, on the wheel. Spider-Man's Mortal coming. Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Spider-Man. <laughs> Dude, like we have been eating really good. Yeah, and what's crazy is like this it's not even just the triple A shit. The indie shit's been great too. Yeah, dude, there's so many indie games that I wanna play that I have like wrote down that I'm like I wanna try these out. But I I'm like I have so much to do right now. Like, you know. Like I, I, I really, really wanna try Dredge a lot. Like that, I know Jay, you played that, right? I, I did. I, I actually finished it. It was great. It's one of those games where it's not going to change your life, but it's just like a really comfy, cool experience that you can go through in like eight to nine hours or something like that. Yeah. So relatively on the short side, but uh, pretty cool, actually. I got, yeah, I, I got really want to try on, that. I got two on mine. I want to play through Bramble. People keep comparing Bramble to Inside, and I want to play that. 
And I mm-hmm. and, and every week we talk about Gravity Circuit. I want to play that, and I ain't had a chance to. The 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 one that um, Terrence played um, that it was kind of like the chill game where you play is the the diver. What was the name? Oh, of that Dave game? the Diver. Is that Dave, the, Dave the Diver? Diver I, I, I heard so that good. that's like an indie game of the year right there. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Well, we're gonna talk about Sea of Stars, but that Dave, Dave the Diver. There's yet another one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's that's the thing is like I I want to try all these games and I can't I don't have the time. We we all collectively uh, fake each other's debts, right? And then we just gather together <laughs> in a cabin where we can rent and we just game for about six to ten years, and we'll be caught up with everything that's come out this year and you know previous years, and we'll be good to go. There you go. That, that's yeah. very true. That's about what we we'll have to do. Yeah. Is tw- <laughs> can we just cancel 2024's releases so we can just finish? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. And then other than other than that, a couple of weeks ago we played Baldur's Gate three together and um yeah. I, I, that is a really good game. I don't we, I, I mean, we, we, we back this week, Drew? Everyone yeah. good for yeah, this week? I, th- I think I think I'm good Terrence? for Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Terrence? Yeah. All yep. right, we're back, baby. All right, nice. Okay. Yeah, I won't but be yeah, there. That's, Sorry. That's that's pretty much it for me. All right. Uh I'll kick it over to Anthony. Yeah, uh I finished the DLC for um uh Case of the Golden Idol. Going to be honest with you, the DLC I didn't enjoy the DLC. Um oh. it's only 3 cases. Um but it, it it's it's a lot of information and it's not, I just didn't feel as, as interesting or as well crafted as the main game. Um, it's more of the main game, but like, it's just, there's so much like, like so many different words to collect that I'm just like, yeah, I don't really, I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, last week while we were doing the podcast, I modded my 3ds. So, um, that was a, hey, look, I can finally play English patched ROMs of the DS games I own. Like, uh, I have the Chibi Robo DS game that is Japanese only, so I booted that up. And um, it, it's just nice to be able to actually play those finally in English without having to, like, use an actual emulator. Um, so Ace Attorney Investigations 2 will be happening at some point, which is cool. Ooh, very um, nice. You never played that one? No, I have not. Mm, good stuff. And then uh, I've been on a Yu-Gi-Oh kick, which is kind of what sent me down that fucking rabbit hole anyways of modding my 3DS. So I'm just playing the... Uh, I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh multiple ways. I started up the DS ones, but I'm also playing the Switch game where how, you go through the battles. How are the, the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh games, Anthony? I know there's like tons and tons of them. So, is there, are they generally good or mediocre? So let me... <laughs> so that's another thing. I've been, on, I've been on a kick of watching people go through the old Yu-Gi-Oh games because... Um, give me one second. I think his name is Game Boy Lad. I just want to make sure I have his. Is that the one that you sent me? That yeah. Was playing that. Uh, okay. Yeah. That, I think that was Chef of Destruction. Is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he he's been going through old ones and uh, doing you know thirty to a minute. I think one of them's two hours uh, breakdowns because the original Yu Gi Oh games came out before the card game was all the rules were in place. 
so they use the cards, but they don't use the cards properly. <laughs> so there's a good period of like, if you play a Yu-Gi-Oh game, like I don't know what rule set they're using, but it is not the one that they use in Japan or in America. Um, which is another thing I learned that there's OCG rules and TCG rules, which is just fucking weird. But and now there's a new it. thing called speed duels. But um, if you want a decent, if like if you played the uh, traditional Yu-Gi-Oh games. The DS games, starting with Nightmare Troubadour onwards, are pretty much just battle simulators, so they're just virtual versions of the card game. The one that I'm playing on my Switch is Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. Um, that one goes through all of the animes and all of the battles in them, and you play. You can choose to play with a custom deck, or you can choose to play with the decks those characters were using at the time. Um, and so it's almost like a puzzle game in that sense. Um, but as someone that played Yu-Gi-Oh and bought way too many cards, um, at one point, um, I like playing the game more than I like collecting the cards. So like the virtual versions are perfect for me. Um, and the, the, like, depending on the one you're playing. So like the one on the switch and it's also on like Xbox and PC is just a very basic sort of setup, but like the DS ones for a while would show you the monsters above the card just like they were shown in the anime so like the you know the uh, virtual version of them and stuff so you know i i have a lot of um uh, what's it called um nostalgia for certain aspects of it okay um okay. but at the end of the day like the card game itself is really good um especially coming to now i've never played magic but i talked to someone uh that has and i said do they have different win conditions Sorry? No, I said we should play Magic. Go ahead. Sorry, because oh, like there's yeah. a digital version. Like yeah, you can, I, yeah. If it's not if it's not like me shilling out money for covered no, no, you don't have Magic to. Magic it's Arena really is generous. completely free and they're really generous yep. with their packs. Okay, yeah, they're cool. Really generous. I might I might try because learning that like so I, I actually played the Pokemon TCG back in the day. I, um, I played some of that too. I played that too, yeah. But the there's no different win condition in Pokemon. It is very much a translation of what the battles were in the games to just a card game. Um, Magic's in, in kind of the same way. I mean, you reduce your health, but there right. are other ways to win. Like, and there's not know, really other ways to win in Pokemon like there are in Magic, apparently, and Yu-Gi-Oh! So the, the one thing that I've been kind of learning watching the videos is like having win conditions built into your deck. Sometimes it's just drawing the right cards um sometimes it is just doing enough damage to knock all the health points out uh some of them are literally just stall decks where you you are just holding out so the other player draws their last card and loses yeah. Yeah. that's a mill deck in magic that's a mill deck mill. fucking hate god mill i hate mill decks <laughs> they're so cheap and annoying yeah God, so I've them. been I've been really into that and and uh, uh, what happened was last weekend I was gonna go and buy like a local used store had a copy of the DS games um, but it was like forty dollars and Oof. no one's no yeah no one's making money off of it so I said ah you know what I'll I'll mod my 3ds and put them on mm -hmm. there um, you know if they were still selling it but like so what I did was to kind of offset the fact that I was buying or i just downloading roms for games i wasn't buying i did go and i haven't tried it yet but i looked up you um i, I picked up Yu Gi Oh rush duel for the switch because it was on sale 
And apparently that's a different set of rules where people start off with like 4,000 health points rather than 8,000. And the decks are only like 30 cards. And lo and behold, that's a thing that they're doing in real life where they reprint all these classic cards, but have changed some of the effects, I guess. Um, and like, if you look at the card, it says rush duel on it. It, it really fascinating where a franchise goes after I've sort of, you know, um, clocked out. Yeah. Magic kind of did that too. They added like uh, the commander decks at well after I had stopped playing. And that was like a, that was kind of like a fan made version of the game. And then, uh, wizards of the coast basically was like, yeah, we'll just go ahead and make a version of that game. I, I hear Commander is like, actually I, the preferred way to play nowadays, like in terms yeah. of popularity. A lot of people like to play Commander. I'm not a big fan of it. Me either. I don't know how. Like, I, to be fair, like I'm waiting for because I don't think it's in Arena yet. Um, they have that Alchemy thing, but I don't think it's the same thing. But yeah, I'm not. But it's apparently yeah, that is the preferred way because when you go to Friday Night Magic's, um, if you everybody's mm-hmm. playing that, Commander jobs, decks, that's what they're playing. Everybody's playing Commander. Like, it's, you can barely find people to play just a regular, you know, the regular yeah. version. I don't collect any of the cards, but my friend uh, is big into them, so he like makes commander decks and stuff like that. And I know the basic rules enough to play the decks that he creates. I played a couple. Uh, Commander's pretty interesting. I, I like the concept. I think I like it better than the regular uh, Magic Together. And to be honest with you, when you're playing against like four people and stuff like that, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it does allow for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I do think is cool because I, it is typically like groups, like big like people around playing. So that is cool. But yeah, I just I don't know. I, if they put it in the the digital version, I'll probably get into it. Well, I might download I the play. digital version. Um, you should and give it a yeah, shot. No, arena's it's, it's really legit. good. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have to buy the cards. Although they almost had me. I'll be honest. They, I know they're doing a bunch of crossover shit now, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But their first one that like really had me was like Godzilla. Because I'm yep. four, uh, eternally four in my head, and anything that's Godzilla, no matter how bad it is, I'm like, I kind of want to own it. Um, which is the reason why I own the PS4 game. Uh, but thankfully, I didn't pay the $200 it goes for now. No you can get some of those. That game arena. sucks. Um, <laughs> I'm, that card. was my point, Ken. It <laughs> oh, is a it's bad so video bad. game. That I have Godzilla game is bad. Yeah, I have it yeah. digitally on PS4, and it is so bad. No, it, yeah, it's not a good game. Go and. If you have a PS4, War of the Monsters is like ten dollars. Play that. That's a better Godzilla game. So <sighs> yeah, what what um what Terrence was hitting at was that like in a Magic Arena, um, Magic is one of those those communities where like the past, the current, and then the past six sets are what's called like the active play, um, and then they have legacy play, which is where you can play any cards you want. Um, and if they have an event, like, like a crossover event with like Lord of the Rings right now is going on, like that's like legit what the cards are being played right now. So you can get all those cards in, in Magic Arena. You can well, do that and they, all the rules and stuff too. They just really say one card of the ring and post Malone by Yeah. 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 2.5 yeah. million. There was a Did you see the video of the dude that... when he opened it, like his hand shaking? Yeah. Like, yeah. And he, man. That dude's a millionaire now. Hey, good for him. Good for yeah. him, dude. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's one of those like, holy fucking shit, this fucking game is sold on, 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 it's, it's a lottery. Um, the, it, yeah. uh, the, there's upcoming the ones too. Game. They're, 
just to uh, <laughs> just to um, uh, just kind of springboard back into video games. They're actually doing a Fallout set. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's a Warhammer crossover um, that I think they've started the show. I think they've started that the one's show weird from it. That one's weird um, because like it's it's Wizards of the Coast teaming up with Games Workshop. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the crossovers the it's like the cards are just like special cards, so they, they take an existing one and just change it over. Um yeah. like the Godzilla one is like that. So it's an existing monster set. They just change the name of the card to Godzilla. Yeah, so I don't care. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah, I was just, just telling you how it works. But yeah, so um yeah, you definitely you should get into it. Like yeah. I forgot Drew play, like we could all shit, we could run some magic tournaments and stream that. Like, they they, they really like um like especially nowadays they get kind of hardcore with the rules because like a new set will come out like the lord of the Rings set has like a whole rule set with like you know you have a character who's the ring bearer and and every oh, time yeah. every time that. the ring like tempts you you have to do something to your deck and stuff it's it's like there's yep. tons of like different rule sets and stuff like that and you can mix match cards so i can have a deck that has some lord of the ring stuff in it while the person i'm playing against has uh some cards from um, uh, the Forgotten Realms uh set that they have, where, yep. where you can straight up go into like a dungeon and find treasure and bring it yep. back up with you and stuff. It's crazy. This, this is how the is guy, the last time up there, I have just, hell of cards from the D and D set. God, oh, just, yeah, the God. D&D just try a little crack. Really I'm like, ah, oh, okay. No, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Anyways, that's it for me. I uh, Yu Gi Oh <laughs> and and finishing stuff, and then we went to Magic the Gathering. All right. Now he has a new addiction. <laughs> I mean, you just move from one to the next. It's fine. I think at, at this, you know, at this age, once you become an adult, that's just how it works. Yeah, you know, you're like I got more. One... I got more money than time now, as opposed to being a kid exactly. when you had more time than money. I yep, still, so I, I still see the uh, the the. I think it was a four chan post or something like that, where they said, "Hey, my." Uh, I'm afraid my kid's getting into drugs. What should I do? And they say, get him into Magic the Gathering. He'll never have any time for himself, and he won't ever have any money to buy drugs because he'll be buying cards. <laughs> Max, oh my God, I had to stop playing the paper one because it it's too expensive. Because I was buying boxes of cards at a time when the different um, expansions would come out. And then they came out with, and Drew, you know this, like the different versions. So there's like the standard card. Then there's like the collector's version. You can get a collector's yeah. pack, which is like less amount, but you get like better looking cards. Yeah, they're all get, foil. Like, yeah, they're all like foil and fancy. And the boxes for like a single box of them joints is almost $300. And it's yeah. like 15 packs. And I'm like, Dude. like they, they doing a lot with magic. Like it's, Ooh, oh, they, they, do, they do too much in my book. I think the they, they what they're trying to do, do with the anniversary and the the fact that so many cards go out of rotation so quickly because of how quickly they reset, you yeah, know, really sets yeah. standards and stuff like that. It's the the amount of money sink if you actually want to be like up to date and actually compete is is ridiculous in my book. Yep. But hey, there yep. is still a lot of enjoyment to be had though. The games are fun. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, arena is the best best way to get into it if you just yeah because it's yeah keep it absolutely it's a lot of fun so yeah all right well we'll move on to terrence who i know has one of the several big games this week i do indeed yes uh i have sea of stars um i've been so excited to talk about this game so sea of stars is an rpg 
um that is i think it started as a kickstarter uh actually it was a kickstarter rpg so it's made in the same vein of uh the super nintendo like uh, chrono trigger um breath of fire uh those old school rpgs um the kind of elevator uh elevator pitch for the plot is you are it involves three friends um dale valerie and garl and you start off as kids and dale and valerie are were born in the solstice solstice which means that they can um become solstice warriors and um one of them was born under the lunar one of them was born under the solar so one of them has like moon powers the other has solar powers garl is just a plain old kid who's their friend well the kids go into this dungeon saying oh we can prove ourselves to the headmaster and they'll let us in the thing and you know fast forward things go awry garl gets hurt almost killed instead he ends up with a cool scar over his eye which i've always wanted um i thought i could make that happen for you i mean i was about to say we can make that happen (laughs) let me say something i've had many offers (laughs) i can make that happen and i'm like you know what Mm, but no i don't want to go blind in that eye if we could do it so that i have it but i'm not but anyways he has cool scar over his eye um and the headmaster's like, oh, okay, you know, y'all two did do something big, so we're going to train y'all, but you know, it's going to take years to become a social warrior. You ain't never going to see your friend again. And they're, of course, sad, and they're like, oh, my God. And girl's like, well, it's okay, man. Y'all go do... I'm paraphrasing, of course. It didn't sound this cool. Y'all go ahead and get your learning on, and I'm going to be out here, and I'm going to do my learning, and we'll hook up later in life. Years go by. Um, they get sent out on their first mission. By happenstance, they girl was following them. They all reunite. Hooray um and the adventure begins so the solstice warriors fight this wizard or um that is known as the fleshmancer um the fleshmancer um so that's what the the big bad is it definitely is that's the big bad that you're out to out to destroy um along the way you're gonna meet some pirates you're going to get to control the, the pirate ship is, you know, in the old school games, you always had like an airship or something like that was dope. And this, it's a pirate ship that allows you to sail around the world. I initially you actually getting like wood and stuff. Like you can well, come time. off the ship. Good job. I hate it here. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, you, uh, uh, I initially thought that it was going to be like Star Ocean and it was going to be uh, space based. It's not. Sea of Stars has a different meaning. That's kind of spoilerish that I won't go into. Um, but yeah, you end up with the with the pirate ship. It has a lot of different side activities. You can go fishing. Um, you can hang out in a tavern and hear like stories about different stuff. And you can try to find treasures and stuff uh, out in the world. Treasure. Um, one of the things that I loved about it was the traversal in it. So it's, it's, it's like, it's a 2d game, you know, pixels and stuff, sprites, all that jazz. It's like Chrono Trigger is the best example. Um, but it's, you can jump down, you can swim, you can, you know, shimmy across lines, you shimmy across cliffs. Like it has a lot of different traversal elements that you don't, you wouldn't expect necessarily from a 2d game. I think some of these, some of the old ones used to do some of this, but to this extent, like they took it to the next level, which is really cool. Um, the the combat also is is super dope. So you have that this new well, that's not really a new thing. I think a lot more games have been doing it where you have an attack and then you have a timing uh game where you have to hit A at the right time and you'll do more damage. So mm-hmm. it has that system in place. Uh and then at, when you hit an enemy, you will release off of them uh, live magic. 
So you can superpower your attacks, which I think there was another game that did this. Um, Travelers? No. What's it called? Can't remember. Um, but like, so you can pull in this mana into your attack, which you'll like glow super, you know, look like you went super saiyan and it'll further power that attack. So if you hit that A at the right time, you'll get, you know, even more damage. And that also will do elemental, um, damage to them. So if you're Zale and you pull that in, that's going to add solar damage to your attack. If you're Valor and you pull that in, that's going to add, um, lunar damage. If you're, you know, Garl, you just get, you know, bludgeon damage because he just, he's a brawler and ends up being like the tank. And there's other characters you're going to meet along the way as well, um, which I won't even go into because it's kind of spoil, spoiler or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so, and the, the magic system is as you do physical damage, you get your magic points back. So when you do their super attacks, um, their, well, their normal like magic attacks that they have, you'll expend that magic energy. So you just have to hit them with the normal attack and you'll get a couple of points of that back. So it's kind of that um, give and take with that. And then you'll also earn combo points, which you'll get combo points up to three, excuse me, during a fight. And they do not carry over from fight to fight. So you, you know, use those, you know, in a fight. So even if it's one guy and you're like, well, damn, that's the way. Just go ahead and pull it off because it's not going to go with you. So you might as well. Um, but you'll do different combos between different characters. Some of them are healing. Some of them are damage. Some of them are shields. And then the when big you thing. you actually are getting like wood and stuff. I didn't like mean to play that. the ship. <laughs> I hit my you're keyboard. I hit my you're keyboard. <laughs> The big thing about this is, and I talked about this in the review, is the accessibility. So it has what's called uh, relics, and these relics will do various things. You can, you'll come across some in the world just exploring, but there'll be others. Even if you don't find them, when you go to it, when you get to a town and get to a shop, it'll be available in the shop for you to buy. So they don't really make it so that you miss these entirely but these relics can do things from healing you completely after each fight and raising your level like to max hp so if your standard level hp is say 30 and you use this relic and turn it on it'll max out your hp to like 150 and after every fight it'll heal you to 100 percent instead of you know keeping you damaged um there's ones that will reduce damage by x amount of percentage uh when enemies do different attacks uh there's ones that will make it more obvious for you the player when you pull off um the timing mini game because that works both ways which i didn't say it works on defense and offense so if you're about to get hit you hit a in the right time you'll deflect that damage if you turn this on this relic on it'll like shoot this star up that makes it really obvious that you did it right because if if not you just kind of like oh okay yeah that was a reduced number um, and there's, there's a bunch of other ones, but the point is, is you can kind of pick and choose how you want to play this game and it doesn't penalize you, um, as far as, you know, making you wear a red sash or making you look like a chicken or, or, you know, anything like that. So it, it, it wants you to play the game. So it, it, you, you have the tools there for some flexibility, which is really cool, uh, in an RPG for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I had some, I had a couple of bugs and glitches where I kind of, I jumped down into what should have been water and I phased, I fell through the world and was basically running around on foot uh, and couldn't get out and I had to restart the game. There was a couple of things like that and it was all traversal uh, based when I ran into errors, but a simple restart, it fixed it. Um, I never lost progress because even though there are save points, 
like you know every other rpg the game does auto save at different points too which was nice so i when i ran into those glitches it was always at auto save so you can't save you can't save anywhere then you cannot no you can't save anywhere yeah there is a book go to. the other question um you eventually how many people can you have in a party at one time so there's three people um, in a party, but you actually have access to everybody because you can, once you get the, I think there's eight people you end up with in total. Um, once you have everybody, the last little command thing that you can choose from is swap and you uh-huh. can swap to any of your other people at any time. So even if you started with say Zale, Garl and Val, you can switch and bring in the other person and take out Val and then at any time. Can you oh, okay. swap and immediately take action or do you get like rested? And then you can take only actions after you swap. After, so each person gets uh, a turn. So if you if you swap, yes, you can immediately take an action. So okay. if you just right, cool. so if you just did an action with someone, then obviously you'd have to wait till the next turn to swap with them. But yeah, if you swap, you can immediately take an action with them. Okay. Yep. So here's the other nice. question. Um, mm-hmm. You have three active party members. You've got what you said eight party members. So you got five in the hopper, right? Mm-hmm. Do they all get experience points? Yes, everybody gets experience points. Um, if somebody if somebody falls in battle and you finish that battle without reviving them, do they get experience points? <laughs> yes, because I actually okay. did test that. I didn't put that in the review. Good catch. I forgot to put that. In. Yes, they do. That's a very, um, very specific question, Drew. But that I, is, I know that what is, you're getting. That at. is, I am an old man. I do not have the time. <laughs> like the the I biggest the biggest thing for me. I go into a boss fight, right? Mm-hmm. I have three active party members. One of them dies during the boss fight. The dead person doesn't get experience points. I just beat a boss. You get a shit ton of experience points for beating a boss. And that one party member is now forever behind. It, it pisses yep. me off. I'm too old for that. I don't have the time for it. Just give me the experience points. We won the fight. He's not dead. He's just knocked out. We'll we'll wake him up. Okay. So the nice thing about this is if if they fall in combat, so say you're in a boss fight and your guy falls and you you're still fighting and you don't have anything to revive them, they get back up. They're they're not dead in this. They literally are knocked out. So they'll have two stars revolving around their head. They'll uh-huh. revive after two turns and they'll come back get back up with like, you know, five or ten health or something like that. It sounds like so, a lost Odyssey. Yeah, actually that yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's um like it's 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 very approachable for an RPG and I feel you would be an old man cuz I use some of these relics cuz I listen, I ain't got the time <laughs> to be Ryan out here for 100 hours, you know, leveling up and stuff. So I yeah, it's you you should you should definitely check it out. Like it's definitely going to be accessible with, you know, with your schedule and everything you got going on and you never feel like, "Oh, I'm cheating the game" or anything like that or I'm, you know, I'm playing a, above what the game is throwing at me or something like I never felt super leveled even using the little stuff that I used so, right. or super powered I should say so it yeah it's it's definitely worth looking I'm gonna tell you I gave it a 10 like it's it, like I said oh, with the game of the year it's yeah even with the issue like the story the oh my god the music oh the music is so good in this game like the battle music and it's the it's the type where it flows from 
where you're venturing along and you see an enemy, the fight's happening right there. There's no transition, no swirl. Like everybody just jumps out and we fight like wherever yeah. you run into them at. And then the music will go from what is playing into the battle music. And then wherever you finish the the fight, the music, it'll, it'll have like a finisher with that, with that battle music and then go back into the rest of the soundtrack. It just, it's hard to describe, but it's super sweet. Like it, to hear it, like it's, the game is so good. Like I, I cannot recommend it enough for RPG fans. And game of the year this year, I'm telling you, is just ridiculous. Cause yeah, Dave Diver is out there. Cause that's a very good game, and and Sea of Stars is excellent. And I hope this studio gets all, all their kudos and everything. Cause they they did their thing. And I know I think Ryan might be the only one that played the Messenger and was really, really loved it. Um, but yeah, this this is an excellent follow up uh, from that. Very nice. Okay. I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm a big RPG fan, so I'm in 100% day one. Yeah, I think you were like, and it's on Game Pass too, right? So that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's a plus. It's on Game Pass on. and PS Plus. Yeah, PS yeah. Plus as well. Yep. Oh, that's right. Everybody, yeah, ain't no excuse. Play Sea of Stars. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man, it's so good. Um, But yeah, so I, outside of that, I played some more Texas Chainsaw, Pass some Blood to Grandpa. Uh, <laughs> And I'm just, you know, I'm really waiting on Starfield, for real. I'm it's Friday oh, man, for the, the premium whatever peoples. Yep, I'm ready. I got it installed on my computer, all 735 gigabytes of it. I um, think... Um, it's not that big, but it's big. I think our reviews go live Thursday, I think. Nice. The 31st, I believe, is when the review embargo is up. So, yeah, I got to write that uh, this week. We should we should predict what that review score is going to be. Well, on, I have uh, to abstain. Aggregate. Sorry. Well, yes, you do, you do. But uh, for everyone else, because I'm, I'm curious about where our, because that doesn't really tell us anything per se, because it's just guesswork. But at the same time, it's educated guesswork on people, you know, based on our inner knowledge and also, you know, on our expectations, right? So I'm curious where people will land on that in terms of what they're expecting the game to be like. I expect it to be redacted. <laughs> I mean, well, I I expect it to be at least I think uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be conserv- conservative and say 88 is where Metacritic score. 88 score. at least. Yeah. I think. Well, no, it'll be higher. I'm just saying I'm gonna aim low because I I honestly based on what I've heard. Um, wow. I'm, I'm <laughs> Watch what you low. say, you shit. What? Well, I talk to a lot of people. Hold on now. I'm just saying. I just, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, you've, there's a lot of stuff online, too, that you can read and see. Like, I'm, yeah, 88 is where I'm going to land. Wow. Okay. Anybody well, else want to? You, think, you thinking higher? I'm thinking 80. 80. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. No, you get me for 88. That's, that's so where I'm at. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a big difference, Aaron. Eight points. That's that's huge, actually. That's like, that's like um, according to the internet, that's like pretty good to shit, right? Yeah, basically it's unplayable, right? Yeah. 80 points out of 100? Yeah. 80 is an Nowadays, unplayable yeah. mess of a game, and Xbox should go you know, be if third you, party. If you hate a video game, you give it a 7. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> n- numbers 1 to 5 don't exist, you know, it's just all... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, those are the only numbers. Yeah, that's how it works nowadays. Yeah. I don't know. Really? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of floating around with with Terrence here. I say eighty-five up. Okay. I, 
I don't agree with it, but uh, I I don't know. I don't know how much marketing they've done. We're not we're not in the point where people can start talking about it, right? Like publicly. Yeah, and which that's is when yeah. you find out who's hold on. It's, that's when you find out who's been paid for, who's gotten the chairs and the gloves, and, and you know all the little shit that they did with yeah. Fallout Four. So I don't. I, I I I could totally see it being a oh this game's so good it's a ninety two, and then you play it and you're like okay, it's a ninety two to people that really like this, and are okay with it staying stagnant. Well, see that's what I think from it too. That's why I feel like and based on the videos and the leaks that I because I know y'all don't appreciate leaks like I've looked at a lot of them. I I'm hyped for this game and I tell you right now. I would probably gave it a ten, <laughs> but that's just me. Um, I, I think I think an eighty-eight. I think I think that's where it's going to land because I don't think I, it's going to be, you know, the second the, the overhype. I think is going to work against it in terms of the. Uh, you asked the question. I think in terms of the amount of uh, advertising they've done, they've done too much. It's it's, yeah. it's excessive amount of advertisement. Right. In terms of this game, everyone. Uh-huh. Uh, you, if if we're going for user score, I see that being far more accurate. Unfortunately, in this particular scenario, possible, possible. I think user scores. You say that, but I mean, there could be a a PlayStation Five only owner who's going to give it a zero. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I understand that. Oh, but what no. I'm saying is, if you actually start looking at what people, because Fallout Four got great scores from most places. But is Fallout 4 as good as New Vegas? Is as good as Fallout 3? Most people uh, tell me no. I, I don't... I, yeah. I don't think it is. Um, there's certain elements that I think were good choices, and then there's shit like, why don't you build a fucking house? I don't want to build houses. That is not why I come to Fallout. I do not come to do the things that I would do in Harvest Moon in Fallout. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I could see... And and it was funny, because, like, to give them credit, like, Giant Bomb was very critical of Fallout 4. And then a bunch of people were critical about Giant Bomb, and then you saw, like, oh, they have the Pip-Boy sitting there and stuff. So it's like, to me, this is one of those games where I don't know... Like, I can trust the review from our site, because I can go and talk to the person writing it. I can't trust everybody else because like that's their job, right? Like there's certain people that people on this podcast do not like online who their job is not to be reviewers. Their job is to be hype men, but then they put out a review and it skews the score. Right. Well, I build that community. I can tell you this. I reviewed fallout four Fallout 76, and Fallout New Vegas. Wow. I gave Fallout New Vegas 7.5. And the reason why was because when that game launched, it was broken. Oh, so buggy, yeah. I could never finish that game. I gave Fallout 4 an 8.5. That is fine. Which means I hated it. I thought I think eight point five. I would probably go an eight. Yeah. Um, New Vegas, obviously, when it launched, I understand. If you were to go back and do it after patches and all the DLC is out, 
That game is a nine. And then if you look at that from the Fallout 4 perspective, I would say with all the DLC, that game drops a whole 0.5 points because most of it is not quality DLC. There's like two things and only one of them is actually really good. And as far as Fallout 76 goes, I gave that a four. And uh, need I remind you guys that that was the last Bethesda game studio game that they've released. People seem to forget about that. It's like, oh, it's going to be great. You know, Fallout 4 wasn't great, but, you know, it's it's still pretty good. And then they forgot about the whole Fallout 76 debacle being one of their worst rated games of all time. And uh, so they're like, oh, they're coming hot off of that. So it's, it's I don't know I don't know where these expectations are coming from honestly. It's it's weird because Bethes- at that time Bethesda was in that like they ruined Wolfenstein with that they ruined Fallout with that 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 whole the Wolfenstein one hurts me the most. Yeah, it's like they they were going through that whole like we need to do this service game shit and none of it worked in Bethesda style of games none of it. And for context, uh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim was re- reviewed by Ken. He gave it an eight. <laughs> and that was supposed to be the game of the year that year. I, man, I'm, I know I've said it and I, I don't want to keep saying it, but like, I did not like Skyrim as much as I liked Oblivion. Mm, they're, they're very different games. I yeah, prefer, but... I prefer Skyrim over Oblivion. If you ask Oblivion me, because fun. Going, going back to Oblivion fun. now is just bad. It's hard. Oh, it's, it's a janky piece do. of shit. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like, there was more fun to be had, I thought, in Oblivion than there was in Skyrim. Like Skyrim comes from the, the fun came from like how often you heard the same bloody lines and yeah. cheese wheels rolling down hills and horses climbing them. And I I like of the Elder Scrolls games, Morrowind is my favorite, at least from what I played, and I played that way after I played Oblivion and Skyrim. And I went back to that with like a little modernized mod and had an absolute amazing time with all the different like quests and different things that you could do with the the story and the characters. It was great. A lot of stuff that was missing in Skyrim, especially which that game felt so like copy pasted in so many locations. But I understand why people liked it. You know, it's one of those uh, games that seemed pretty big. I will say this, and this is just me as a person who has not played Starfield and has heard very little about Starfield. I will say Bethesda has been working on this game for a very long time. I think this may be the most polished game that they've released. I hope so, man. I really do. I think it will be. Will it be the, the, the be-all, end-all? Probably not. Bethesda still has their own quirks. You know, they're not the best at side quests. They never have been. Um, I'm not expecting The Witcher 3. Because Witcher 3, I've said it a million times, their side quests in The Witcher 3 feel like main story quests in any other RPG. I'm just going to continue to say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5... I, I understand you can't say anything because <laughs> you are you are playing it and I, and you are reviewing it, correct? I the, it is me, yes. So me and Wombat are both playing it. He didn't feel like he would have enough time to get through it, so I'm going to do the. Which also, like he said in chat, it's probably better that I do it because I'm not a fanboy of Bethesda's games. So sure. 
I think it, it's it's still yeah, a valid not, viewpoint, you know, as long as you lay it out at the very beginning. Hey, like, hey, this is my experience. I'm a big fan. And then if you go in yeah. with that expectation, sure, people sure. reading will understand where you're coming from. So it's, I think it reminds me of the if you remember the video for what was that Fallout Three where the reviewer got the copy and he was like dancing on a stream or something. It's that type of stuff that I was kind of pointing out was like that. How could you possibly review that game with any semblance of like? I, listen, I, I'm not one of those people that buys into the reviews are objective. That's complete yeah. bull. Yeah. But like, you are showing no objectivity. Like, it, it's it's that type of stuff that led into like people being told like Fallout Four is the best game ever, and then people that played Fallout Four went, I don't know, this isn't really what I come to this series for. Yeah, you you know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I get that, and I mean. When 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 Street Fighter Five got came to my inbox, I did a little jig, and I still gave Street Fighter Five a five. Yeah, I, when you're I, a I fan tore, of something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say I I tore into yeah. Mortal Kombat with that fucking skin shit and jewel shit in that review. Yeah, like everybody expected me to come out of that with a ten, and it so certainly did not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to have integrity. I mean, yeah, I was really excited. I mean, Street Fighter's like my game. And whoo, that sucked. That that really sucked. And I I was not going to, I was not going to stand for that. So I, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like I I it, have, have I gave high scores to games that probably shouldn't in retrospect. Absolutely. But um, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta it, it you gotta think about the mindset whenever you go into it. So Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu was my mistake. Dark Souls <laughs> 2 was my mistake. Wait, well, the Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth, or which which one? No, the no. new one. Oh, uh, I like the old one. Don't play the new one. Okay. Yeah, don't play the new one. Don't play the new one. All right. Uh, we need to move on, because I know Jay's got a big game, too, and I've got a couple yeah. big games. So, Terrence, did you have anything else you were talking about? Nope, I'm done. Okay, we'll move on to Jay, then. I know he's got the... Big robot. Okay. Yeah, before I get to the big robot, I'm going to touch upon a couple of things that I've been playing. Uh, I'm not going to go into it much because I'm sure you guys have talked about it before. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, I'm still going through it. It's uh, too many too many games, like reviews and other stuff coming through. So I've kind of put that on the back burner time and time again, but I'm having a great time. I think it has some flaws in the whole exploration and performance aspect of the game. I, I'm sure Ken has already talked about that in the past. But in regards to the story, the characters, the, the, the pure spectacle of it all, I think this is probably one of the best in gaming, not just in Final Fantasy, but just ridiculous. The kind of hype moments that are within this game is, is quite incredible. So I'm looking forward to finishing it. I'm sure it's going to go out with a bang. Uh, play more Baldur's Gate 3. When you play a game for a hundred and like five hours to completion, and then the next immediate thing that comes to your mind as you watch the credits roll is that I really want to load a save from 50 hours ago and see if I can do something different, then you know you're playing something really special there. So that's what I did with Baldur's Gate 3. I did an entirety of Act 2 over again from scratch because I missed so many things, and there were a lot of consequences to actions that I wasn't aware of. So I I redid all of that, and it felt like I saw so much new content 
despite the fact that I've already beaten that chapter before with the same party set up. So it was pretty incredible. Very much looking forward to going back to the multiplayer game with the with the guys uh, Tuesday, right, guys? Tuesday? Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, I might have to reroll my character, but we'll see. Uh, let's see. I also want to highlight the Master Detective Raincoat. Uh, Drew, did you, have you heard of this game yet, or have I talked to you about it at all? Um, I've heard you on the podcast talk about it, but I have not actually looked okay. at it. Did I talk about it on the podcast? Really? I think you did the last time you were on. Oh, <clears throat> okay. I, th- I feel like that uh, was a or, ago. or are you confusing that with Paranormasite? Oh, I think you might be thinking Paranormal Site. That was ages ago compared to Master Detective. Yeah, Review, I, don't think, I don't, don't think I don't think he's talked about this. Okay. Okay. So, Drew, I know I know you love them Danganronpa games, and this is basically a spiritual successor to Danganronpa in a lot of different ways, which are very interesting. It doesn't play the same kind of way because you're playing as like a detective solving multiple different mysteries and stuff like that, but there are some like neat paranormal elements to it, which I think is pretty well done. It's got the same kind of dark humor and a lot of same the game pill elements in regards to trying to find out the truth in like very inventive ways and stuff. So if you're a fan of Danganronpa, I highly, highly recommend you check out Master Detective uh, Raincoat. I had a good time with it. Even mm-hmm. though it's only on the Switch and kind of performs like crap, but you know what? What are you gonna do, right? Uh, let's see. Lastly, I want to highlight uh, the series that I kind of got involved with, or you know, kind of started off uh, checking out, called Fear and Hunger. Any of you guys heard about it? No. Nope. Yeah, it's what an RPG Maker game. Yeah, it's one of those yeah, like uh, RPG Maker games. I've watched videos on it, and I was like, wow, these are like really well thought out. I'm never playing these. These are miserable. That That's the same kind of sentiment that I had until I heard about the sequel that came out, Fear and Hunger Termina, which is kind of like the second game of the series. And that game does a lot more in terms of making it feel less bullshit in the ways that you can die. And does does a lot of really crazy things. So it's basically very brutal in terms of the things that can happen to you. It's a game where you can go into a fight and you can just basically lose limbs. If you lose both of your legs, you can no longer walk. You can only crawl. That's basically permanent through the rest of the game. If you lose both of your arms, you can no longer hold any weapons. You can only basically tackle enemies to death, hopefully. So these things can happen to you at like basically any given time if you're not being careful about it. And even if you are being careful, if you're just unlucky and lose a, a roll of a coin, then you can also have that happen to you too. But it's also one of those games where discovery and being creative in a lot of your problem solving can get you through a lot of the problems where you basically want to avoid every single fight that you can. Uh, you know, there's there's no real reason for you to be fighting things unless you absolutely have to. Because even fights against, like, random... Not random, but, like, regular enemies can just kill you and you know, do terrible things to your overall progress and stuff like that. So if you're into very punishing but very rewarding kind of games and exploring a world where the atmosphere is just thick with dread and despair and stuff like that. It's a game that can really grab your attention. And that's what it did to me. I played the second game first, and then I went back to the first game, played both to completion, um, and had had a had a great time, mostly, except for the times where I was about to pull my hair out because I just lost a, a coin flip or something like that. But outside of that, very good. 
And the main event is, of course, Armor Core 6. Uh, the game has since come out. Any of you guys have played it yet? No. I have not I had a chance, that. but it is on my docket. Okay. Yeah, I finished the first boss, which I heard everybody was talking about was so hard. It, I died once, and then I figured it out and was like, oh, okay. All right, it is that type of game. But yeah, The tutorial was, helicopter you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. People yeah. online were talking about how they couldn't beat it and was, you know, getting upset. And I'm like, well. But you got to filter them out. That's what you got to do. Well, okay, well. It's got to filter out all the scrubs. <laughs> I, that's what it's doing, too. But yeah, I liked what I played, but I haven't played, obviously, near as much as you, so I'm definitely anxious to hear what you got to say. Yeah, so if you if you play that game, you can kind of see the balance, because the game allows you to customize your mecha very in, in a very in-depth way. Every You can customize your arms, Legs, torso, head, your generator, all your weapons. So, like, basically, all four slots of your weapons and your hands and your shoulders and stuff like that. So, you can make it perform and play exactly in the way that you would like. But at the same time, it doesn't stick too close to the simulation aspect because it's so fast paced. So, you can be in a situation where you're getting bombarded by missiles from every corner, just like things trying to kill you, and you're just. At, you know, just dodging missiles and shots from from everybody, just really, really fast. And it gives you a sense of speed. Even on the slower versions of the ACs that you can build, it's still pretty damn fast. So it kind of really gives you that power fantasy of, like, piloting a very powerful mech. And it's only when you're fighting against, like, the big bosses and other, other armor cores that you really have to, like, fight for your life. So there's a good balance of that between arcade and simulation. And that's the thing that I love most about armor core because it gives you the best of both. It allows you to customize and really fiddle around with the performance of your mech. But also, it doesn't really stick you in a situation where you're just like Steel Battalion or Mech Warrior, where it takes like five minutes to take two steps, you know, just kind of deal, and it's kind of cumbersome to play. But in Armor Core, you basically fly around like a goddamn Gundam, shooting and destroying everything with laser blades and other like exotic weapons and stuff like that. And it's got so many like little cool things going for it, like where you have to choose between helping out one faction versus another and that will basically change the tide of what happens like you basically get entirely different mission afterwards for choosing one or the other and once you actually beat the game and you go into new game plus you can actually see there are even additional side missions that they offer you and additional parts and more things that kind of get popped up so even though the game itself if you just want to one and done it it's only going to take you like 12 to like 14 hours or something like that but if you're involved in the customization collecting of the part seeing everything that the story has to offer in terms of the branching stories there's a ton of content there and uh it's just it's just so much fun to play it's just one of those things where oh i i watched someone play the game and i'm seeing them using a different weapon that i've never you know kind of fiddle around with before and i kind of want to try that on my mech and the game gives you all the bells and whistles to go through all the experimentation that you want so anything that you buy you can go ahead and resell back at the same exact price that you bought it for so whatever amount of money and parts that you accumulate is never going to decrease 
So you can just basically try everything you want. They give you like a great training area for you to fiddle around with. You can even see like a little demonstration of all the weapons and like leg parts in action before you even have to buy or equip them and stuff like that. So they modernized so much. And I've never thought when I was reviewing this game that people would have so much of an issue with the difficulty because I, it, to me, it felt like they did such a great job of giving you proper checkpoints before every boss giving you the ability to fiddle with your mech to kind of like reassemble your entire build out. So you're never going into a boss battle where you're unprepared. You're always at your best while you're fighting everything. So because of that, and because of the fact that you can just restart checkpoint, go right back to the boss. There's no, you have to, there's no thing where you got to redo the entire mission or something like that, which is actually the way that you had to do it in a lot of the previous armor core games. And that's where the difficulty came in because not only did you have to pick out a, 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 a mech that will get you through the level, you have to pick one that will also allow you to fight the boss and fight it successfully. You'd have to conserve your ammunition because you would basically go in with everything, anything that you had left over from fighting into that boss area. And that's where a lot of the difficulty came in, but now you're you're just filled up with everything. I, I honestly don't know why people were having so much difficulty with uh, some of the earlier bosses, especially. Um, it was kind of shocking to me when I was seeing all this stuff especially from a lot of these people they're like oh you know i played souls games before this is gonna be easy and then they go into it and they get wrecked because obviously (laughs) go ahead no i was gonna say i feel like what it is is it's like you were talking about the power fantasy thing i think people imagine this as oh i'm in a giant mech can't nothing mm-hmm. stop me you know i'm badass and they just go at it right they don't understand that yeah you're in a giant mech but this game is all about positioning and you're right it's so fast which i love i mm-hmm. love this yeah game. but it's it's all about the movement like you can you can dash away from the bullets that are coming toward you you have to zigzag and get in for those melee hits and stuff that's how i took the helicopter down that's what worked for me like the melee did way more damage than my actual weapon other weapons did mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's all about the the speed and stuff so you have to get past that you know i'm in a robot and be like you know it's not an unstoppable robot like you will get fucked up (laughs) so you can't just rush in and fight but you gotta be you know i just feel like maybe that's what it was but yeah because it wasn't it wasn't that hard to me so i I don't know i'm just as kerfluffled as you are sir yeah i and also if this is your first armor core game that you're playing obviously there's going to be new skill sets that you're going to have to learn um, this game doesn't have invulnerability dodge frames or anything like that. There's, you're, if you're if you're mech, whether you dodge afterwards or before, it's still in the line of fire. You're gonna take damage. It's just it's just the way the game has always worked and you know whatnot. Yeah. So if you go into the sensibility with like Dark Souls games, and I don't know how many more times and more people need to say it, this game is not Dark Souls. It's it's just not. And you're just gonna have to get get you know get over that fact. It's 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 its own thing. It has its own set of rules, and you're going to need to learn them and get good at manipulating those rules or playing within the confines of those rules like they did with the Souls games. And you know, if you see success in that, you got to be able to put in the work to kind of get, get good at this game too. So that's that's kind of where it is. And it's, it's great, man, because how many times have I said it? Even on the podcasts or just in personal chats or whatever, where it's like, oh, you know, FromSoft is so big. They got so much resources. They got so much talent now. What if they revisited some of their old games like Armored Core, like Kingsfield and other stuff like that? And we just got one. 
you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think I think that's incredible. I, I wish they did like another like Echo Knights, another King's Fuel game or something like that. Cookies like a more and old motherfucking cream. Oh my god. That one I haven't played yet. <laughs> he, he, he keep on with that. Oh my god. I love that fucking game. I don't care. It was a great game. I'm gonna have to look that up because I know you said you mentioned it before, but I don't think I've ever Googled it. But I'll I'll check it out at some point. But they it's just great, man. They made a Tenchu game too. A couple of them, I think. Oh, did they? Yeah, they Tenchu the would be a couple. great. Yeah. Yeah, Tenchu would be a great uh, game for them to go back to because think about how many great like stealth action games there are nowadays. Wait, Not so much, right? Anthony, are, I thought the first one was made by Sony First Party Japan. No, I thought the, from um, software they made did, the three sixty. Sorry, they did acquire. Uh, acquire made the first couple. Yeah, because it was uh, it was first party published in in Japan uh, by Sony, and then when they brought it over here, it was Activision that published the first yeah, two Tenchu games. Tenchu Wrath of Heaven uh, from ported it to PSP. Uh, I had it wrong, yeah. And then yeah, they they did the PSP ones, which were like PS2 to PSP, I guess. Yeah, because I know they did a couple of the console ones. I couldn't remember if it was PS2 or PS3 Gen ones that they did. But yeah, they did a couple of those. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Why did I think they did the first two? I don't know. That was on me. They, okay. they did Ninja Blade too, right? That 360 wild-ass. Yeah, that oh, one's there. Bro, I, I love a... Ninja Blade. I did. Yeah. Yeah. on the Reddit. Yeah. I love that, that game. Wild. Yeah, like, Ninja Blade was, was fucking great. Heaven. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's a, it's a good time. It's just. It's so just, I have I have no two questions. Expecting... Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say I have no, two, no, no, two no. questions about Armored Core. Are the missions yeah, still yeah. called sorties? Yes, they are. Okay, then we're good there. Okay. No, so if if you do hit a checkpoint like old Armored Core, like you had to start the mission over to tweak your mech, can you tweak your mech at checkpoints, or is it still just the beginning of the mission? At any checkpoint, you can go ahead and assemble your mech. Sweet. You can't. You can't, however, go into the store while you're in the middle of a mission. But you can so use you what can you only have. work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good, good, good idea for you to have different loadouts, and you can also save loadouts as templates. So you can just load them up instantaneously. Anything that you think is good for a specific uh, situation, you just save those, load them up, and load them back out, and kind of go back and forth. You can be playing like three different armor cores uh, in one sortie, basically just going through it just to make things easier for yourself. And the game, you know, itself isn't that hard anyway, so you probably don't even need to do that. But if you want to min max, you can do that, and. I mean, I, I watched the video of, like, Vati playing the entire first chapter without getting hit once. Uh, and I saw another guy beat the entire game only by using punches and kicks. So if they can do that, then you can probably beat the game at its I mean, you, you say know, that, but, but some crazy person beat Dark Souls on a DDR pad, and I can't even get, like, halfway through the game. So, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying that as a possibility, <laughs> not that you should be uh, trying to compete with those people. I think that dude also. A lot of time. I think he also played it on a banana. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Zero Zero Lenny has done a lot of things. His channel's great. If you if you if you like challenge runs, uh, you should check out his videos where he beats games with like broken swords and just by punching people to death and stuff like that. It's kind of crazy. I, I love me some Armored Core. Uh, the first three games on PS1 were some of my jams. Like Master of Arena and what's the second one called? Phantom... Oh, fuck. What's the second one called? Isn't it some Phantasm or something? Project Phantasm, was that it? 
It's something like that. Because the first one was just our game like Lost Raven or something. That was PS2, right? Project Phantasma. Project Phantasma. That was the second one. The third one was, I think, was Master of Arena. Those Master the... of Arena. Yeah. And then it's, but those are all just technically off of Armored Core One. Yes, and they were like two. expansions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, kind of. Then yeah. there's two Another Age. Yep, that was then on PS3. Three. Yep. Then there's three Silent Line. Then there's Nexus. Mm-hmm. Then there's Nexus Ninebreaker. And then Nexus Last Raven. A lot of pattern here. Then there's yeah. Formula Front. Then there's four. And then there's my favorite, Four Answer. Oh, dude, Four Answer is like answer. one of my favorite ones. No, too. it's just so the good. way the way that they, they worked for, for a, Armored Core for Answer. And yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, but it's all based off four. And then there's uh, five. And then there's five Verdict Day. Yeah. So it's very possible that they might be doing something similar with Armor Core 6 where they have like an expansion game. And I'd be 100% into that because as much as I love like going through the single player campaign of this, I felt like the arena aspect of it was kind of lacking. It felt like they there wasn't too many built too much build up to the fights themselves and also like uh like I mean you can't you can't ever beat the the build up for like nine ball you know what i mean like like can you remember trying to fight that asshole in armor core one and the other oh, games God. following it is an absolute nightmare and there wasn't anyone like that in uh, armor core six i think that's something that they can expand on with like a bigger more in-depth arena also i'm looking up uh yeah for some reason it just lists the first tenchu game under this but i have like all from software sort of um Series Another Century's episode, which is another mech game. Um, I'm just mentioning the ones we haven't mentioned. Ever Grace. Oh God, that, that Ever, that hold on, Ever Grace, and then there's Forever Kingdom, which yeah. is Ever Grace two in Japan. Uh, Lost Kingdoms one and two. <sighs> Atogi. Yeah, those are both of those are great games. Uh, they need to be backwards compatible. I think, they are I think, backwards compatible, Terrence. I think Jay Are mentioned they? Shadow Tower. Yeah, Shadow Tower was kind of like Kingsfield follow-up. And then there's stuff like Chrome Hounds, uh, their VR game Deracine, uh, mm-hmm. Enchanted Arms, Eternal Ring, uh, the Frame Gride. Frame Gride was great. That's a Dreamcast one. Kuon, Metal Wolf Chaos we needed a sequel to because how dare they not have that. Um uh, another mech game, Ninja Blade, Steel Battalion, Heavy Armor, which is the Connect game. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, the one that I want to bring up is that we need another one of is 3D Dot Game Heroes. God damn it! Oh, bro, was that FromSoft? Yeah, that yes, was it was. Because it's so, oh, so, dude, that game it, ruled. You know how you can enter? There's a building where they're like working on a game or a secret project in inside 3D Dot Game Heroes. That's them working on Dark Souls. It's crazy to me that like you can't even play that game right now. Like unless you have a PS3 mm-hmm. hooked up. It and sucks. those copies are are expensive. Yeah, I have a copy of it. It just sucks that you've got to you've got to do that. Yep. Oh, that game was so fun. Like you could make your I sword that's as big them as you Alice wanted. published it. Yes, yes. It could cover up the like half the screen if you make it big enough. Yeah, so you good. just like swipe and just kill everything. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> Yeah, that that game was great. But I mean, FromSoft is coming. These are the last three games that FromSoft has, uh, you know, created 
including Armor Core 6. AC6, Elden Ring, Sekiro, and then the other major release was Dark Souls 3. So they are just on the runaway train of just quality titles that they just cannot be stopped. So whatever that they make next, I'm, I'm a thousand percent on board. Whether they revisit an old series or they go back to their Souls formula, I'm, I'm there. Well, the next thing they're releasing is Elden Ring DLC. So. Yeah, most likely. Cool. Uh, anything else on Armored Core? Uh, I think that's it. Unless any of you guys have questions, I highly recommend it. And if whether you're first time playing Armor Core or like a veteran trying to go back in, it's uh, it's a damn good time uh, way to do it. Yeah, I will be picking it up hopefully this week because I've I do love me some Armored Core to be a game that I play off time for sure. So. Yeah, it's it's a perfect game for it because the missions are not that long, so you can play like a mission or two and put it aside, and then you know do other stuff. Alright, well I will wrap this up. I'm not going to go too deep into the indie games. Uh, there was a couple, there's like a, a new vertical shooter, because there's always one every week, it's called Overdriven Evolution. Kind of uses the um, Ikaruga style, where you change your ship color to and like taking the bullets. But it, it really doesn't seem to work that well. Like, I was red and blue bullets weren't hitting me, so I, I don't know, it didn't didn't really click with me. Um, Tiny Tanks 2, yeah, it's a tank game. You shoot each other. It's not that great. There's a, there's an idle DPS game where you literally just hit something like five times and you get an auto hit, and it's just like, yeah, those games are boring. There's a new uh, Mine and Ryan's favorite style games uh, where you, you got the wobble physics, which is called Heavenly Bodies, where you're this astronaut, and you've got to use the left and right analog sticks to grab items, and it, yeah, it's one of those wobble physics games. Uh, speaking of cookies and cream, there was a game very similar to it, which is called Mirrored Souls, where you have a split screen down the middle, and you have to solve platforming puzzles by moving both characters, because they move in tandem. So as you push one left, the other one goes right, uh, and you have to move objects and jump and stuff. It's just like a little puzzle game. It's kind of neat. Um, but I think that's, yeah, that's all the indie games. I'm going to talk about it, because I have to, because there's a new fucking character. Uh, Overwatch 2 dropped Ilari into comp. Uh, and I've been, I've basically been running her exclusively. That is the funnest fucking character they've put in that game in a long ass time. Fun because she's overtuned and too strong, or she fun wa- because her mechanics are good. She was uh, way too powerful. They buffed her before they put, they nerfed her before they put her into comp. So she's not as strong now, but her healing output is fantastic. Um, her evasion techniques are great so like she can get out of trouble which is awesome uh how does she heal people huh how does she heal people just so her secondary fire is like symmetra's beam uh which is charged by the sun so like if you're outside it charges faster which is a cool mechanic okay uh and she also has a healing pylon which you can throw down think of it like a torb turret or better yet like a symmetra turret you throw it and it'll stick to anything and it bursts 30 healing per second. So, like, it'll burst and, and do healing. It only heals one target at a time, so it'll kind of focus on whoever's the lowest health. Um, but it does burst healing 30 every second. I was outperforming every healer in the matches I was in, healing-wise, and still able to do quite a get bit of... Get sworn at? What's that? And still able to get sworn at? How dare you not heal me? <laughs> well, that's, that's automatic in Overwatch. You know? Actually, I didn't this time. Like everybody was giving me endorsements on it because I was out healing Moira's and Anna's, and it was crazy. Um, nice. 
But she, her gun is also my fucking jam. I grew up playing with the railgun in games like Quake, and her gun is essentially a railgun. It's a hit scan, one shot, um, and it charges. So as long as you've got it fully charged, it does quite a bit of damage, like a hundred on a headshot, which is pretty Do good. You for charge support. it, just hold it down. No, no, no. It's got like a charge. So it's got two charges on it, and every time you shoot it, it goes down. And if you just uh-huh. give it a second, so you can't spam it. If you spam it, then it's just like doing no damage. Mm-hmm. So you take a shot, you take a couple seconds, you take another shot, that kind of deal. Does she um, have any movement abilities? Yeah, so her movement ability is um, she will like do this like burst spin where she'll do a little bit of AoE healing for your teammates or and you, and it also pushes people away. So let's say like a Junker Queen is getting ready to axe you. You just hit that, and it'll push her back to where she can't hit you. Is it decent for like a boop? Yes, it actually does a boop, but you have to be careful because you move when you hit it. And I went off the map a couple times because I I did it too close to an do you, edge. Do you just move forward, or can you? You aim can direct it? it, so like you can go okay. left, right, forward, or back. So, but she is super fun. Like I had, like even in games I was losing, I was having fun playing as her. Um, and I know I sent you guys that clip. Her alt can be super powerful, especially with a Zarya or a Risa combo. Does that, the alt heal at all, or it's just only damage? It's only damage. So she shoots the sunburst, and when you're hit by it, it says on your screen like you're sun, sunburned or something like that. Uh, and if she hits you with a shot, it'll increase the, the, the explosion, and it does AoE damage. So, like marking somebody? Yep. And like when they get hit, they see it, and they immediately run for cover, because if they're all grouped up, like I got a 5k with it on King's Row, which was crazy. But no, she is super fun. Super fun character. Um, all right. Still not going back to it, but all right. I know, I know, but I'm having fun. <laughs> uh, so I have two kind of big games to talk about. The first one, <clears throat> I did finally get the Bomb Rush Cyberfunk code uh, for Xbox. Uh, it's out on Friday. Uh, it is not embargoed because the reviews are already out. This is Jet Set Radio 3. Like, awesome. 100%. Like, they don't even hide it. Like, the opening mission is you escaping from prison, uh, and it teaches you kind of the grinding mechanics. It teaches you the the spray mechanics, which are cool, uh, because you'll hit a button to tag, just like you do in Jet Set Radio, and you'll move the right analog stick in, like, a configuration. So, like, it has six points, and you move it between the points, and then it'll it'll tag something. Uh, The grinding feels really good. The jump is very floaty, just like Jet Set Radio. Um, You can... Get off of your, so you can use like rollerblades, you can use skateboards, you can get off of them and go on foot by just tapping like the left bumper, and then you can just walk around. You also have attacks, so there's like combat in this, so you can like, uh, you've got three attacks that are mapped to the like uh, X, Y, and B buttons or square, triangle, circle buttons on a PlayStation controller, and you can do like combos, uh, and it looks like you're breakdancing. The music is fantastic, which had to be there because, you know, Jesset Radio, if you grew up playing Jesset Radio, you can, like, when I say the name of it, you immediately hear a song. And that's kind of what Bomb Rush does, is, like, there's a song constantly playing, and it's always some cool mix of either, like, techno or hip-hop or something, and it's it's just really well done. Visually, very much looks like Jesset Radio, very thick, black, uh, cel-shaded lines, um, very cartoony style characters. It runs great. It looks great. I mean, 
there is zero reason for you not to buy this if you like Jet Set Radio. Did you talk about the music? I yeah, yeah, the music is the music is fantastic. That's like, what I want to hear. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a really cool mix of like techno and hip hop and stuff, and it's just it just it's the same guy that did the uh, Jet Set Radio <laughs> for the other two games, right? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah, wow, he's, okay. he's, he's incredible. And it's it even like you love it because like when you're talking to people, they're dancing because that's that's just fucking Jet Set Radio. Nice. Yep. So yep. no, it's, if you like those games, pick this up. Uh, absolutely, it's it's a hundred percent worth it. And then the other game I'm playing is Immortals of Avium. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Unreal Five looks really good, even if the image quality is kind of blah. I saw the Digital Foundry thing. I guess the Series S version drops down to 468p. Like, oh ooh. boy. I mean, the Series X and PS5 max at 720p. Just so you know, it's upscaled, but you can see it. This is the most video game-ass video game I've played in a long time. Um, It is a straight first-person shooter with magic. Um, There are abilities that you get. Think of it like, I mean, you've seen them before. You hold down a button and press one of the face buttons to do different attacks. You earn those over the course of the game. You literally start out in a tutorial that kind of teaches you the movement. And then it moves into, um, like, your training as a soldier. You immediately get all three types of guns you're going to get right from the outset. So you get, like, a machine gun, you get, like, a single burst rail gun, and you also get, like, a shotgun. Uh, And you swap between them hitting Y, and each one is color-coded. So, like, the machine gun is green, the rail gun is blue, the shotgun is red. Um, You can swap between them. You also have, like, a grappling hook where you can fling it and grab people and pull them towards you. You have a melee attack. It is very much... It feels like if Unreal meshed with something like a Dishonored art style, because it is very, like... I don't know how to explain it, but then also it has, like, Call of Duty-level, like, events. So, like, one of the first things you do is you go out into this big battlefield and there's a war going on. And it's just kind of epic to look at because it's just you know, Unreal Five does some really good like uh, texture work and things like that. Um, it all runs at sixty, and it it pretty much holds it most of the time. Cutscenes do kind of drop a little bit. Um, the game is just <coughs> excuse me. The game is just kind of like a showpiece. It is very much like a Magic Call of Duty as far as like spectacle goes. But it plays like an Unreal, where it's very fast and and things like that. So, I mean, it's good. I don't think it's seventy dollars good, but you know, if you catch it on a sale, you probably enjoy it. If you just kind of like mindless shooters, the story is a little better than it has any right to be, and it's mostly because the performances are pretty good. But you know, it. I don't know. It's not gonna. It's not gonna win any awards, and it would probably get a lot more conversation if it wasn't. You know, twenty twenty three. <laughs> I, I do have one question for you, Ken. Um, yeah, go ahead. My main concern with that game when I was watching like the trailers and stuff like that, which some it did have some like good trailers, which like made me interested in the game a little bit. But when I look at all these like magic effects and stuff like that, is it just 
like magic effects that is in the guise of a magic effect, but they just basically are just guns that do slightly different things. Or does it truly feel like you're actually like a magician with different magic spells you can like really craft together and do things in really inventive and creative ways to kind of keep the moment to moment gameplay feel fresh and interesting, you know? No, your guns are pretty much just guns. Like, uh, they are literally just guns. But the powers are kind of cool. So eh. the first one you get uh, is kind of like you summon rocks up from the ground and it can break shields. So you can use that to combo. Um, I just got the second one, which is like a burst fire thing. So those are interesting things you can combo with. But your main guns are like, hey, this enemy is far away. I'm going to use my rail gun. Hey, this enemy's up close. I'm going to use my shotgun. Like, it is literally just feels like guns. There's no yeah, like, leveling system or anything in this game? There's no leveling system. There is gear, um, mm-hmm. but you can't get gear for your character's, like, clothes. It's like rings and bracelets and stuff. Okay. This sounds like a alternate timeline version of Outriders, if we're being yeah. honest. Mm, kinda. Can you Can you shoot Paris? Is that a is that an option? Is he an enemy in the game? <laughs> Not that I've everybody I've seen looks like um what's the dude's name from Marvel? Uh with the like pointy head like Galactus? Is that Oh. Like he looks yeah, like man. like the, their helmets look like Galactus helmets. So nice. at least so far what I've seen, like most of the characters are very much like I bought this costume at like <laughs> uh Halloween Express or something and <laughs> Gotcha. So, Terrence, if, if Paris's character in the game was the last boss and you had to kill him to finish the game, would you would you pick the game up? I would pick that game up right now. I would tell y'all, hold on, and I would purchase it, and I'm going to kill that nigga twice. Listen, now, look. Allegedly. That's all Ken had to say. I could, well, allegedly, yes, in the game. Jesus Christ. But, yes, uh, yeah, that's all he had to say, is that he was a boss. And I'm like, I'm I, I don't think he's a boss. Um the bosses are fun, like they're big hawking. Like it is, it is you very much. You fight me and my community. Well, you're you in trouble now, out. though, because he got a community. Um, it is very much like the most video game as video. Like it's, it's one of those things you would have seen in the 360 era, and you'll probably have fond memories mm-hmm. of it down the line if you played it. You'll be like, "Oh, that game was pretty good." That kind of game. That's what it looks gotcha. like. It just looked like it was going to be kind of fun. Like I wasn't expecting. You know, I mean, epic. I was expecting kind of a good time. That is disappointing that the magic powers just feel like guns, though. Oh, it's a hundred percent like going to make it feel more. But no, it's just like, hey, I'm shooting my machine gun. Hey, I'm shooting my shotgun. It it is literally just that. Yeah, it seems like a good game to pick up on a sale, it feels like. It's, it's like yep. there's some good redeeming parts, but 70 bucks seems like a lot to ask for, especially in this year, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and you'll enjoy, like, you'll play it when it gets cheap, and you'll play it, and you'll be like, god damn, like, this looks really good. This has some really cool, like, moments and set pieces, and, like, the graphics are really pretty, and and then you'll play it, and you'll be like, okay, I see what this is. This is going to be the same thing? Okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. It's just not amazing. No. All right. Let's talk about what's out this week. It is pretty decent week. Um, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. We're going to start with Series X, PlayStation 5. Agatha Christie, is it Her- Hercule Poirot? The Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot. There you go. See? Yeah. The London case. Uh, Noob the Factionless. Have any of you guys watched any of those new Hercule Poirot movies? They're actually yes, really sir. good. 
They are fantastic. Yep. The, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. The so Is they made for the new one. Yeah, dude, we're gonna go see it in the theaters. So yep. uh, they got Murder on the Orient Express was the first movie. Second movie is Death on the Nile. These are star-studded friggin' like cast. Mm-hmm. Like I heard, I heard Death on the Nile wasn't very good. I did watch uh, on the one on the train. I liked that one. Nah, they're both really Nile. good. Yeah, Death okay, on the Nile's maybe, great. Yeah. Okay, huh. maybe I'll watch that too. I don't. I, are they on anything that I don't subscribe to anymore? I'm not sure. I, I, maybe Amazon. On Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I, I have to keep Amazon. Amazon is where I. Speaking of Amazon, I I forgot to mention. I had to replace my Series X <laughs> for the dumbest, the dumbest what, problem. What happened? What happened? So I was playing a review game, Redacted, um, and I thought it was a problem with the game because my Xbox just kept saying, you need to plug in a controller. It just kept desyncing my controller. Um, I tried five different controllers because I have too many controllers. <clears throat> and they all did it in that game. Like, I'd go play Overwatch and it'd be fine. And I go play that game, and it's like, it's breaking. So, like, I reached out. I was like, did you hear anybody having this problem? You know, did you? and they're like, no, we haven't. I started playing Immortals of Avium, and it did the same thing. I'm like, what, what the fuck? And then it started doing it in Overwatch. And then it started doing it in Madden. And I'm like, this is just broken. So, like, I looked online, and they're like, do this, do this, do this, do this. So I did all those things, still doing it. So it turns out that apparently I had... Uh, the inside of the Xbox has like a, a, a transmitter that connects to your controller and that can go bad. And apparently that's what happened. So obviously I was out of warranty. So I checked to see what the repair would be. And it's like $300 and I got to ship it away. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, nah, we're just, I'll just get a new one. So yeah, I had to, had to buy a new series X, which, and it's not like the other one doesn't, Work. No, if you use a annoying. if you use a wired controller, it works fine. So what are you gonna do? Hey, send it to me, thanks. <laughs> it's sitting in a box right now. I uh, haven't decided. I'm kind of I'll, like I'll wire up. I'll have so many goddamn wires. <laughs> <laughs> if you lift close, they be like, "Hey, what's up?" No, but yeah, I just I don't know. It's in a box I'm right now. I'm looking up flights. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! It's in a box. Hold on, we might have to talk after the show because I'm Xbox less right now, and I'll wire that up. Even though I feel like we should send it to Anthony. We should. We should. Wait, you don't have an Xbox X, Terrence? His no, broke. mine is mine broke like his, and I just oh. I'm not. I'm I'm waiting to replace mine. I, I was I was so home. mad. I was like, why couldn't it be my PS5 that broke? I don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's saying your PS5 isn't broke? You don't play that. How I just played. Know? I was playing just, Final Fantasy yeah, last week. Right now. Yeah, I was oh, playing yeah. Final Fantasy 16 last week. Oh, what are you talking about? My Switch is well, like that, a I, rock. I guess that definitively proves that the PS5 is a superior platform, I guess, Kat. I mean, you I said mean, it yourself, it broke. You know, PS5 is still going strong, so I guess that's the only logical conclusion that you can make from this one particular case, right? I mean, clearly. I yeah. mean, you know, my yeah. it's, it's, it couldn't possibly be that I play <laughs> one a thousand times more than I play the other. No. No, no, no. Clearly, clearly, clearly not. I mean, there's there's no way. I've never seen you play a single game on your Series X, in fact, you know. It's never. No, I, that, thing's been, yeah. that thing had so much dust on it, I had to cake it off no. to put it in the box. It wouldn't fit. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, so yeah, that was that was super fun. Like, oh great, I gotta I gotta go buy another five hundred dollar console because there's no way I can go without an Xbox. It's just I just can't, especially not in the middle of re- reviewing the one of the biggest reason, games. 
Yeah, the only reason I'm okay, like I'm like not stressing, because is because I can do. I have my PC, and my PC is more than enough to play all that stuff. So I'm I'm okay. So, but yeah, I would be just like you if I if I didn't. I'd be like, no, nah, I gotta get my Xbox. This is I can't I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. My PC is like it's pretty old. It's a 2070, I think, is what's in it. So it's pretty old. Yeah, I got a 3080 in mine. So mine is. I can I can do it. I can handle everything. Ten sixty, baby. Ooh, you rocking the oh, big, big, big card. That's right. I'm still going, going baby. Money. I I have a thir- I have a thirty eight and I'm like I'm really contemplating buying parts and upgrading my PC right now already, so Oh See. Lord, yeah, I'm good. I'm cool with where I'm <laughs> Good I Lord. want more performance. My 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 ten sixty still power. chugging along. I still got. Hey, that you Boulder playing? Gate you playing Boulder Skate three? Perfectly fine. Maybe it's all yeah, I got it on medium I mean, settings. Yeah, yeah this is good enough. <laughs> you got it on console settings. Done. Yeah, I got it on console settings. <laughs> all right. Um, sea of Stars also out this week. We talked about that. This one was a shocker. Uh, I didn't know this was out. So the making of Karataka is out this week. Is that a video oh, game that, or a documentary? Is that the one, like, yeah, it's like the digital eclipse Atari? like interactive documentary where you can play the game and do all the, like kind of like their Atari collection, but it's just Karataka. Uh, huh? I thought that was okay. I thought that was holiday. All I right, did too. Wow. Like, but it's it's out on Tuesday, I guess. Uh, Under the waves, <clears throat> Daymare, nineteen ninety four, Sandcastle, uh, Lappin, How to Escape, Tenebris Pictura. Uh, Trine 5, A Clockwork Conspiracy, which I'm also playing that I can't tell you about. Uh, War Hospital, Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk, Dreamers, No Place Like Home. And then on Friday, you can upgrade for Starfield Premium Edition. Also, that Xbox Series S 1TB Carbon Black is out on Friday. So, please be excited for a new Series S. Please clap. Uh, PlayStation 5... Mostly the same stuff. We got a couple exclusive ones over here. We got Crossfire, Sierra Squad. Because, you know, Crossfire. Wait, like Crossfire, Crossfire? Yeah, like, like that Crossfire. Like you'll get caught crossfire, up the crossfire is one of the most played games in the world. Uh, it has over a million players every oh, yeah. single day. Please enjoy one. this version that is late to the Xbox. Remedy did the single player campaign oh never mind we're taking it all away right um wow i haven't heard this name in a long time but apparently this is finally coming out uh goodbye volcano high oh is that finally coming out damn i I think the reveal for that game was like three years ago yeah it feels like it i'm sorry but that game creeps me out it's yeah it's a little bit a little bit it's a little bit on the worst side yeah it's like the dinosaur like band that like they're dying because yeah. the, the meteor's coming or so it's like depressing shit but anyway uh Rhapsody Marl Kingdom Chronicles uh Somerville making its way to play don't play that game wait a minute wait, wait, wait. that game's favorite game can we go back for a second there Volcano High when you said that I thought of the movie you guys remember the movie, movie? there was a movie there was a movie, I want to say it was either a Japanese movie, or it might have been a Korean movie, uh, about a kid from high school who gets into a fight with a bunch of other gang high school kids. It was one of those, in the early 2000s, you remember whenever they used to do like, 
redubs with like hip hop artists. Yeah, I, I I don't know. What I, know what you're I have about. no idea what he's talking about. This is real. I remember it. I'm not um, saying I'm, I'm not saying you were lying. I'm just saying I have no idea cousin, what you're talying about. My cousin at the time was into like the hip hop stuff. Like he, I know what you're talking about. I don't. Yeah. I can't remember that exact one, but I know what. Yeah, pretty sure it was like on MTV in the early 2000s. Jesus, I can't remember. This that's that's crazy because like when the only yeah. movie I know about volcanoes is Joe versus the volcano. Mm-hmm. No, no, this was a, this <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Volcano High is it's it's a it was like almost like no, you know the Pierce Brosnan balance. one too. Which what? What is that? Dante's Peak. Dante's, Dante's Peak. Peak. And then there was yeah, yeah. I've the never seen a competing movie Peak. Volcano. Never seen either <laughs> one. Tommy of Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones was in that one, I think. That's right. Uh, You're correct. Uh, I did forget. I guess Xbox probably get this too. But the Ninja Turtles uh, Dimension Shellshock DLC is out this week. I will be picking that up. Yep. Oh, sweet. Yeah, nice. I love it this week. Yeah. Show. But um, it's not a part of Game Pass, so I won't be playing it. Oh, that's a shame. Because it's that game's so good. Uh Scout it is, it is good. Scout Fold Usurper, so another one of those games is out this week. I know Anthony knows what I, those games are. I'm impressed by that guy's commitment to releasing games. He's like he's like the equivalent of that dude that makes those uh survival horror games. Day, 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 well, Daymare, isn't that one of them? Is that one of them? Like uh, the other ones are called like Outbreak the... or something, right? Outbreak, that's the one, yeah. the Resident Evil clones. Yeah. Cuz yeah. he's got like 50 of those games at this point. Hey, it, we we haven't discussed it on here, but we talked about it on Phoenix Down. That guy who released like the last 3DS games, Silver Falls. Silver Falls. That dude has made a million friggin' games and like continued to make 3DS games yeah, until they end. Yeah, you can't play them anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can't play them anymore. Uh, and then the last worker is the last game. That was last week. I thought that was last week as well. Yeah, maybe there's. I don't know. Uh, all right, PS4, Xbox. One, it's called one. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I almost forgot what it was called. Uh, it's all the same shit. Uh, Rumblefish Two Collector's Edition. Uh, everything else is the same. Check Xbox. Probably all the same shit. Yep, yep, yep. Gourmet Warriors. That's coming out this week. I'm excited to play that. So that's another Cubite Classics. It's an old beat 'em up game. Nobody else cares. I'm the only one that goes back to these old fucking games and plays them. I was fucking I like beat em ups. I just never heard of that. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I, it's, I it's, love an, it's an old, like, arcade classic. So, like, yeah, I, like, like I mentioned in the chat, I was getting the Comerica cartridges out this week playing some fucking Dizzy Adventure. Yeah, which... I saw that. Dizzy is not a good game. No, it's not. And there's, like, 12 None of them. None of them. <laughs> yeah, because, because they could make them cheap for, like, British computers. Yeah. Dizzy all of her twins are, are very bad games, but... Hey, you walked into the water, now you're dead. Yeah, even though there's, like, a there's like a, a bag of money in the water that you just, for yeah. some reason, you just can't get it. Oh, because you need the wow. snorkel, and the snorkel's held by another A-gas fucking character. Yeah, I hate those games. Dizzy. It's I like dizzy. the character. He's an egg. He's an egg. It's cute. Nice. And then, then you play the game, and you're like, wow, this game really hates me. Yeah, pretty much every Comerica game hates you. Uh, just like the Aladdin Deck Enhancer, it hates you too. Wasn't that all... It didn't do anything. Aren't most of those, aren't most of those Codemasters? Yes, Codemasters was the, the main publisher behind it, yes. Uh, Xbox is also getting Cats and the Other Lives and Hexapoda. 
Alright, ladies and gentlemen. I noticed Anthony removed the foot picture from last week. Dude, I couldn't I couldn't look at it. It was uh oh, oh, so I God. like East Asia Soft was tweeting about that game and I saw the picture again and I was just like Oh, oh no Oh god <laughs> I didn't look at who the publisher was. I was just Yeah, it's East Asia Soft. So it's time to play the Switch game. Which which ones of these are horny? Um Nintendo oh, Switch this week. A lot of the same stuff. I'm not gonna go over those again. We got golf hole in one. Um Samba de Amigo. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Depending on you. Samba de Amigo Party Central. Is out this week. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Sphere out. Uh, Hyperforma Lost Archives Fragments One and Two. DLC for Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Rayman and the Phantom Show. Rayman comes back to us after what twenty years of not being there. Yeah. Uh, the Bridge Curse Road to Salvation. Nineteen ninety seven. Baseball Club. Buggy Racer, Cat Lord, Elastomania 2, Eventide 2, The Sorcerer's Mirror, High Sea Saga DX, It's a Wrap, Jelly Fruits Adventure Magic Match 3 Puzzle. Uh, Masa- Those certainly were words. The, there was a yeah. lot of them, too. Uh, Masala Drive, Necro Boy, Path to Evil Ship. Nor 9, Last Era, OU, Sakura Fox Adventure, that, that, that's one, that's gotta be one, uh, Taito Milestones 2, The Shape of Things, Trapped in the Dim Mansion, Trip World DX, yep, that definitely is one, which was Trapped in the Dim Mansion, no, Sakura, Oh, God. oh, did Fox you look it up? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's right there. Don't worry, there's more. Uh, Yanni, Yanni Niku Simulator, Aqua Park IO, Big Farm Story, Gastro Force. <laughs> Sounds like after there was some Taco Bell right there. I was about to say. <laughs> Old.io. Okay. What the fuck? Otoko Cross Pretty Boys Dropout. Uh, Paper.io 2. What is with these .io games? What the hell are these? That's probably because Survivor.io is popular. Yeah, that's fair. And they're just taking the .io, I guess. I I, I don't know. Maybe someone else knows. Um, This one sounds like one, but I don't think it is. Uh, Ralph and the Blue Ball. (laughs) Nice. Nice. <laughs> Poor Ralph. And Scout another Scoutfold Bloody Pack. I'm assuming that's a collection of Scoutfold games. Oh mm. man. Okay, What's Ralph and the Blue Ball. Uh Ralph needs your help to find all his toys, especially his lovely <laughs> little blue ball, embark on a very charming hidden object short game based on a true story. I don't know if this is based on a true story. It, you don't know Ralph? Story. Right. You don't know Ralph? Ralph is a dog. All I'm going to say is, uh, Ken, when you read stuff, please read it properly. It's not trapped in the damn mansion. It's trapped in the damn mansion. Oh, yeah. I just it's saw all that. capitals. Yeah, is... yeah, yeah. I apologize. Next time, I will do better. All right, let's do news. PlayStation Portable Remote Player um, is out later this year. It's $199. Yeah. 
We don't see the reason for this. Who asked for this? Who wants to buy this? Uh, I can show you 25 Twitter accounts that will buy this. I never asked for this. I can't accounts that are not paid actors by Sony. Is well, they're not paid. They're 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 fucking stupid. Let's let's get this right. Okay. Okay. He ain't lying. Um, Sony has acquired. I bet I, I, bet I know someone that buys that. Uh, Sony has acquired headphone maker Audis. Audis nuts. Audis nuts. That's a lot of nuts. Audis <laughs> will stay. Oh god damn it! Audis uh, will stay multi-platform and make headphones for multiple systems in the future. What is with these acquisitions? Like, why buy point? it? Like, yeah, because they're or Sony is only going to get the good tech. Because I actually like do like their headphones. I've bought. I think maybe a pair or two of theirs. I haven't understood um, the the uh, the only thing I understand about the Activision acquisition is Game Pass. Like everything else, I'm like, well, it's coming to everything, so who cares? Like, I don't, I yeah. don't get it. It's, it's coming to everything for now. For now, yes. Starfield yeah, being like the first game where they're like, actually, it was Redfall, but Microsoft would prefer if you forget about Redfall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. Man, <sighs> we still wait on that 60 frame per second patch. I don't think we're. I, think, I don't, don't hold your boss. breath. I was gonna say, don't hold your breath. Yep. Like, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Uh new Pokemon Poltergeist got revealed for the upcoming Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC. I guess that's a new Pokemon. Like, oh, like I didn't hear about that. No, type was... of Pokemon or type is Poltergeist. That sounds like a Pokemon name, right? I mean is it, it is does. it a chicken ghost? <laughs> I didn't say poultry geist, I said Polcha. Poltergeist. Polcha. Okay. I oh. hope I hope it's a chicken ghost. Poultry Geist is good though. Somebody should do that. That's that's pretty good. I think that's a movie. I was like, is it in the same vein as like Beavers and Sharknado and Yes, yeah, it's, it's a shitty like horror movie that's okay. also like kinda like gross out humor. I see a lot of those movies on like the weekly sales on digital movies and like some of them are just like, What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Charles Martinet will no longer voice Mario, but he will represent Mario as the official Mario ambassador around the world in the future. The first. He is the first Mario ambassador. Is he traveling around the world (laughs) saying, hey, let me show you my my brother in Christ, Mario? (laughs) Let me tell you about him. Uh, Excitebike64 is coming to Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack on August 30th. Did they add anything to the original anymore? Or is it all this expansion pack stuff at this point? No, they do. They do NES and SNES and Genesis or Genesis is expansion. Sorry, but they still do uh, NES and SNES games and Game Boy. Stuff. And Game Boy. I think games it's been. Great. I think it's been more Game Boy as of late. Game Boy's expansion pack, isn't it? Game Boy Advance is expansion pack. Okay, like that's. I, I'm confused. Like it's not expensive enough for me so to it's, care. It's right? GBA, N64, and Genesis that are all expansion pack. And then it's NES, Super Nintendo, and Game Boy that are and Game Boy Color in some extent uh, in the regular. You know gotcha. what? The only reason is I don't cancel my expansion pack. Well, other Mario than the fact Kart. that they, Mario, Kart. Mario Kart DLC, I should probably just buy yeah. it. Yep, and be done with it. <laughs> How much is the expansion pass? Uh, was it like? Is it thirty dollars a year? Thirty dollars a year. Yeah, because the old one was it's like, like ten dollars more than. This. Yeah, the old yeah, one was like twenty bucks. Oh, and also cloud yep. saves. God damn, that's the one I'm gonna miss on PlayStation because I canceled my PS Plus. Is cloud saves? You know, I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> what you got? Why you got prom- Why is this not standard? 
It's only absurd. It's only standard on PC and Xbox. Like it's so weird. Wait, you get the uh, free class saves on uh, Xbox without the the pass and stuff. Yeah, that's free. It's Mm -hmm. it's just free. Yeah, they've been doing that since 360. 360 had it. So they don't give you online multiplayer, but they'll give you cross saves. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, they don't. Nobody gives you online multiplayer anymore except PC. Well, we we all know that PC is superior, so we can just leave that off the table and talk about these inferior platforms like you know the the Sony and the Xbox and stuff like that. Here we go with your master race shit. Get on out of here. Ah, um, uh, it's too easy. It's too easy. <laughs> Every one of them's I mean, too he's, easy. He's not wrong. That's the thing. He's not. He's not. Mm-hmm. I just, just, I can't. It just costs too much to stay in the ether. Yeah, I can't do yep. it. it. I can't. It's just, and I don't like fucking just with it. Me, just, just, just give me the money. I'll make it the system. It's as simple as that. I, I won't even charge you anything extra. And a lot of people would charge a lot for that service. Trust me. Again, I can buy an Xbox for five hundred bucks whenever I have to spend two thousand dollars on a PC. Oh, that's the misconception. You don't have to spend two thousand dollars to get a system that can play all the new AAA games in like high quality. It's just you know how high of a difference do you want to make? Because there's a huge gap between high and ultra. If you're satisfied with being on high at like sixty FPS and not pushing like one forty four and above. $1,000 or like $800 you will get you there, no problem. That's still more and, than my Xbox yeah. or my PlayStation. And also... True, but you also get access to free games, free online, uh, this, the multitude of sales that are not available on uh, you know the the console platforms. You can buy games for like 2 $3 in bundles and stuff like that that would normally cost you $60, $70 a pack. So if you think about the money that you save on the various online subscriptions that you'd have to pay for, and also in terms of just kind of getting that. games cheaper in general, and you know that that actually ends up saving you a whole lot of money in the long run. But like me, like and you guys, like we buy the systems mostly for the exclusives and also for kind of the experience, right? So that's why I never tell everyone to like, oh, just sell all your consoles, buy PC. That's that's dumb. There's still exclusives that are great on their, you know, their relevant consoles. Not Xbox because that's also on PC. So, but that's a different thing. But uh, if you're talking like Switch and like Sony consoles, that makes total sense. Can't play Final Fantasy 16 for a while, you know, on that. You can't play, you know, Tears of the Kingdom without going through illegal means and stuff like that technically on PC. So if, if you have those things, then go for the platforms you like. But I want to always encourage people to get into the PC landscape. It's not as daunting as it sounds. It's really I'm, not. I'm waiting on Drew. Drew, are you going to say it? Say what? But you haven't paid for Game Pass? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I haven't. I've never paid for Game Pass. Yeah, he's never paid for Game Pass. So your argument is moot now. And also, I never will. also I'm not waiting with two years to play God of War. Whatever. Me neither. That's why I have a PS5. <laughs> yeah, but that means you spent double. Well, no, I do. That's why I said, like, if you have those expectations, if you're into as gaming as much as I am, then you obviously want to get, you know, all the stuff, except now, for Xbox, which everything is on also on PC. Now, one of the one of the right. things I, I will I will give a a PlayStation fanboy credit because he made a great great joke, okay. which was said. I'm going to wait for it to come on Game Pass. And he said, ah, yes, the favorite game that Xbox players like to play, the waiting game. I mean, that's, that's what they do. That's, what that's they fair. Do. That's fair. That's and, fair. And, you know that? That's Microsoft's fault. 
they did that. Yeah, oh, it one hundred percent is. <laughs> and you know what? I don't. I, as much as video games are nowadays, like my wife wanted to play. I forget which game it was, but she wanted to play something. I told her how much it was. She was like, "No, nah, I'll wait." <laughs> that's that's the thing. Is like you know, like I, I I use my Microsoft points to buy Resident Evil Four Remake. That's seventy bucks right there, man. That's that's. Oh fuck no no! Drew, we're no, not going go down this route again. I Please can't. no. Please God. No, but that's just a lot of money. Like seventy I mean, bucks I is a lot know, of money. I know, but like Paul, my Paul, time Paul, is valuable too. Your your time, Drew, uh, is valuable to you and to us as your friends. We want you to be spending time doing things that you enjoy, not doing things kind of like second like a second job, just so they can save like a hundred dollars a year or something like that. It's just. It's too much. That's fine. But I mean, it sounds like you enjoyed the activity of it, the way you speak of it. That's why we haven't done an intervention yet. But if it's if it goes down that route where it seems like an abusive relationship and you're just like, oh, God, I got to do it or someone's going to shoot me in the head kind of deal, then we're going to do something about it. But for now, it's fine. Do, no, do what you I'm like. Fine. All right. Uh, let's move on with the news. Everybody's favorite director, Zack Snyder, said he's interested in directing a Gears of War movie. Oh. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> uh, not. Now, hold on here. Some things. Nope, because he'll he's... give us flash and no substance. Like, he'll get the tone. I'm going like, to tell tone. you right now, I, I hate to break this to you, but, like, anyone in Hollywood, no one in Hollywood is going to do a good Gears of War movie. I mean, no okay, one. well, yeah, sure. Absolutely. But I just. His at least like look good. Be, it'll look good. Yeah, that's all it'll be. It'll look good. I just. I mean, isn't that what Gears is? Yeah. Is people really playing Gears for the story? Not really, right? I mean, the story's not that great to begin with. Alright. I would have hit that. I would have, you know, I was, uh, I have, you know, picture in picture right now so I can click it. But yes, that was good. That's a good point. You're right. I don't think you do Gears. There's so many people mad at me right now. They're like, I want to tell you about the deep lore of the Gears of War universe. I'm like... I don't really care. I just yeah, shoot are. motherfuckers and chainsaw I mean, them in I'm, half. I, I do. I do know the lore of Gears of War. <sighs> I do too. I play the games, which is yep, cool, but it's not like I well, it's don't not know, revolutionary. I guess, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, I think I think Zack Snyder. It would look good. Yes, I just I don't. I am a movie lover. Like I, there are some films that I've watched that are just for entertainment, and there are some films that I think are just like cinema type things. And mm-hmm. I just he is not as good as everybody gives him credit for like i just ah, you know what you know what terrence you make it you make a valid point i think we should give the gears of wars franchise someone more deserving more established and making like game video games like uh, game game movies like uivol or something like that and i think he would do a great job with gears of war uh that's the right hands to take the take the reins of such a a coveted series that everyone loves i want to hear scripper says he he asked what the fuck a locust is he killed <laughs> he killed with Dungeon Siege and uh and Blood Rain, man. Blood so, Rain. Oh yeah. God. Oh, House of the Dead. House of the Dead. Motherfucker made yeah, Alone in the Dark with Christian Slater. I mean oh, oh, that twice during that movie. Was that Tara Reed in that one? Tara that Reed was in that movie. Yeah. Oh was so oh my god. Oh that guy. You know they made a sequel to that movie, right? Probably. They made I a sequel not. to Blood Rain too, didn't they? Uh yeah, I didn't they know did. they did that. Maybe. Wow. Dude, there's so many movies out there you don't know exist. Like, there's a Tekken movie. There is a Tekken I've movie. I've seen that. Yep, there's, seen a King of King of Fighters, there's, there's a King of Fighters movie. There's a King of Fighters movie. Double Dragon there's movie. There's a Dead or Alive movie. I've that, seen Double Dragon recently. That Dead or Alive uh, movie Oof. 
Yeah, it's also not, that's yeah. that's all that's also Oval, isn't it? Dead or Alive? No, 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 no. Is it not? That was oh, okay. got Jamie Presley in it, right? Yep, it does. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Nash is in it as base. That's right, yep. Kevin Nash. Yeah. Yep. yep. Wild. All right. Uh, Xbox CMO Jarrett West says that Starfield will be the start of a content flow of Xbox first-party titles. About fucking time. Uh, How many times have we been heard hearing shit like I, that, though? Thank you, my brother, because I was going to say that. Thank he, you. His quote is, this, in my mind, this is, in my mind, the doorway, almost like a starting gun to what I think is going to be a multi-year relay race of first-party titles. You know what oh would have been God. a great time for that? When you released the console. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is wrong with you? Um, What's after Starfield? What's the second game Forza, of this? Forza. Forza, supposedly. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about Forza. I understand that I it's going to be a good game, Kingo. but I don't care. What's, what's the next? Did you just say Kingo, right. like Master of Bushido? No. Is that what no, you No, I said P- Pingo. Oh, I thought you said Kingo. I was like, are we going back? Let's go back. I'm okay with that. I was about to say, I'll play that. Okay. Uh, Microsoft plans to sell off cloud gaming rights for Activision Blizzard games to Ubisoft. Ubisoft plans to bring the games to Ubisoft Plus, Luna, and PlayStation Plus. The deal goes over the next 15 years. Uh, the cloud deal with Ubisoft changed a lot, and the CMA decided the new end date for Phase 1 investigation is now October 18th. Bold of Ubisoft to think that Ubisoft Plus is still going to be a thing in 15 years. <laughs> Bold to think that right. Ubisoft will be a thing in 15 years. They, will, they, will, they, they were wanting to you know, uh, sell out to somebody. You know what the long game is here? Microsoft sold it to Ubisoft. You see, you notice how fast that was? As soon as the Activision Blizzard deal goes through, Microsoft's going to be like, we're buying Ubisoft. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. Like, I, I think that, I don't think it's going to be as quick as you say it, but I think that's the long game here. Yeah, like, I think I they'll buy that. them within the next 15 years. Absolutely. Ubisoft has been shopping themselves around anyway. So, I yeah, I could see that. That was probably in part of the behind-the-scenes deals. They're like, you know, feels like, hey, yep. hey, Eves, um, uh, 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 in two years we're just going to buy you. And he's like, oh, that would be wonderful. Right. Would it be Would it be crazy if Nintendo bought Ubisoft instead? After the partnership with the Mario and Rabbit thing seems to work out pretty well for them. I mean, after that Nintendo's second game, money. after that second game, they probably don't want to buy them. I mean. It's... Was it bad? I mean, that game, that game I, wasn't I bad, was it? One. I don't know. Was the just, second one bad? Uh, nobody, just, nobody cared. Like, uh, no, oh, those games are yeah. fine. They're fine. Yeah, it was, yeah it, was just, it was okay. The first one was just it's okay. It's fine. But Nintendo well, doesn't buy publishers. You know that. They're above all that. Yeah, no, Nintendo's no, like, we don't, they don't need, need to. to. <laughs> I was like, right. they, don't they make hand over fist. Nintendo's standing over there like everybody's like arguing over Call of Duty. Like, motherfucker, we ain't even got it. We all selling your ass. Right. Guys, just, just imagine the possibility of Switch exclusive Assassin's Creed games going forward. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I don't want to play that Assassin's Creed at 12 oh, frames a man. second. Sorry. <laughs> I would love to hear Ryan's take on that. Yeah, nobody wants to play that at 12 frames a second. Man. Uh, really? I'm putting some evil into the world that Ryan's not going to be happy about. So I'm, I'm glad he's not right. going to say anything. All right. I mean, Nintendo Nintendo's next console really has to be like comparable to like PlayStation Five and no, Xbox, right? No, it's I still know. gonna be portable, Drew. So it's gonna be very difficult. For I bet it's that. I bet it's equivalent to like PS4 at best. Just, man, yeah, PS4 Pro probably. Yeah, levels, at uh, best, if you're lucky, yeah. I didn't hurt them this gen. Why would it hurt them next I, I, gen? I know that, but I mean, man, sometimes your games just run like garbage, and nobody cares. They do. 
Uh, I do. The Witcher sold a I fuck do. ton, and it ran at 30 frames per second and was choppy and missing stuff, and it's just like nobody cares. I'll be honest with you, the worst looking game I've played on the Switch was probably Doom Eternal. I mean, it does look pretty bad. It looks horrible. I mean, ugh. anyway, uh, PC Game Pass is coming to GeForce Now uh, this Thursday. Uh, includes first-party titles and third-party titles, including No Man's Sky. Uh, Xbox announced uh, console wraps, which is just such a bad name. It's, it's like it's got the console taco- wraps sounds like somebody walking out with like baggy pants from like the nineties, Jenko jeans or some shit. Yeah, it sounds. It yeah, reminds me of like Taco Bell. Like we're getting a wrap. Well, you know, like you know, I don't know about you guys, but I prefer my Xbox in a bowl instead of a wrap. It's less calories, you know what I mean? Like less yeah. carbs. So it's yeah. Uh, what exactly is this wrap thing? So it's just like a. a have you ever seen a Trapper Keeper? Yeah. Like kind of think of that, it's but like it wraps that. around your console. Wrap around your system. Yeah. Oh. In. Basically a skin. Not it's not a. It's not yeah. a sticker. It's a car wrap. Yeah, it's not yeah. a sticker. It's like an actual wrap. It, it, it looks nice, but it's fifty dollars. What? Or yeah, what is like, a glorified sticker? To be honest with you, so it's like right, mm, like it's, it's magnetic or whatever. But like, it's that's a lot, man. Jesus, is it gonna make the console hotter because it already no, gets the, hot enough as is? It doesn't wrap around the fans. Okay. <laughs> Imagine uh, if it did. It'd be so funny. Yeah, you have to like carbol where the fans go. The back of it looks like if you're wearing a hospital gown, like it's open. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Phil Spencer said he doesn't see a future where they discontinue support of the Series S or that the Series S misses out on some titles. Really wish you did. Yeah, you're you're screwing up there, Phil. Uh, yeah. What else we got here? Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to Xbox this year, uh, but without split-screen co-op for Series S, but it does have... Cross save progression between Xbox and Steam. I'm um, I'm glad they're compromising on this, by the way, because they are putting way too much pressure on the devs to do something on the system that's much less powerful and have the same feature set on the more powerful versions, and that's not fair to the developers. I think for a promise that they made without really co- you know comprehending the consequences of it. So I'm glad they're compromising on that area. And I hope yeah, they continue yeah. to do so in the future. Yep. My wife was excited. She asked about playing Baldur's Gate. She asked me if I had it. And I was like, no, Terrence reviewed it. And then, like, she's like, well, and I was like, but it isn't even on Xbox. So you can't play it. <laughs> so. June, June. But yeah. now it's coming. So like, another campaign. Yeah, she's excited. She's she's going to play that. That's just not my jam. So that's going on the living room Xbox. Not for me. Yeah, that's so good, though. Oh, yeah. I play a campaign. So, so, so good. Time. Um, Prince Rice again. How can, you, how, how can you be a huge fan of Dragon Age and not be that, not like this? I don't know. I just, I don't, I didn't like Divinity 1 or 2. Mm. I just, it's, maybe it's just my age. Like, when I played Dragon Age, that's a long time ago, Drew. I was, I was a different gamer back then. I, if I played Dragon Age 1 today, I may not like it. I don't know. I am, I am. Uh, releases, Bloomtown, A Different Story, coming to consoles and PC, quarter two, 2024, Tiny Glade, 2024 on Steam, Eternites, September 12th, PS4 and PC, Dome King Cabbage, coming soon to Switch and PC, Symphonia, coming uh, console and PC in 2024, Tormented Souls 2 was announced for everything, that 
first game is pretty good if you haven't played it and you like old school Resident Evil, you should check it out. Okay. Uh, Warhammer 40k Darktide finally coming to Xbox on October 4th. <sighs> Took forever. Uh, it did, yeah. At least it's coming with all the updates too. Like, um, well, I'd uh, hope so. Like overhauling, <laughs> well, I mean, right? They're overhauling the um, the oh lord, the progression system and the unlocks and stuff. So it's all that stuff is going to launch on Xbox too, which is which is nice. They'll get the better version of the game. But yeah, that fucking took forever. Uh, Dune Spice Wars hits 1.0 on September uh, on PC. Hellboy Web of Weird launches October 4th. Uh, Broken Sword, Parzival Stone, and Broken Sword, Shadow of the Templars Reforged were announced for console, mobile, and PC. SteamWorld Build, coming December 1st, uh, to Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, PC, and Game Pass. Wordless, uh, Worldless, launches October 4th. Uh, Persona 3 Reload, February 2nd, 2024. Oh, hell yeah, baby. I'm so ready for that game. Yep. That was this year. Nope. Next uh, February nope. is also coming to Game Pass. Yep. Uh, House Flipper 2, launching December 14th. Oh, man. Best thing to come out of Gamescom. I'm not even joking. Uh, Night Dive announced two new remasters. Dark Force, uh, Dark Forces Star Wars Remastered uh, and Turok 3 Shadow of Oblivion. Finally. Did they show like a gameplay footage of Torak Three or just uh, tr- just an announcement? No, they showed it. They showed it playing. It's out uh, November fourteenth. Hmm. I'll have to check out the trailer. Uh, Streets of Rogue Two launching in twenty twenty four on early access on Steam. Mandragora launches twenty twenty four on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Lisfang, the Time Shift Warrior, launches early twenty twenty four. Bulletstorm VR launching December 14th. No one needs that. Nobody's needed Bulletstorm since it came out. I love Bulletstorm. It's a great game, but we only needed one game. Yeah, let it die. Well, you know what? I'm okay with making a new game, but they have now reissued this game twice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, The second part of CFD's Legend of Monkey Island, the the quest for Guybrush, launches August 31st. That's on Friday. Homeworld 3, launching in early 2024. Delta Force, announced for Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and mobile. Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Realms of Ruin, coming to PS5, Xbox, and PC. Seventh seventh Guest VR, launching October 19th. Tekken 8, has a release date of January 26th. Thank God it's not in 2023. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad, actually. Uh, Age of Empires 4 Shadow dropped on Xbox and Game Pass this week. Uh, Killing Floor 3 was announced for PS5 series, Xbox series, and PC. Little Nightmares 3 was announced, launching in 2024, made by... What's the name of the studio? Supermassive, right? Yeah, Supermassive yeah. Games. I don't know. Those games? Have y'all played those? A little I love games? Little Nightmares. Yeah, they're great. I, I play both, yeah, they're great. My, but, my issue is why isn't Tarsier uh, doing the third game? Excellent question. It is weird that Supermassive is making a Little Nightmares game. And like, yeah. is it gonna be like the other Little Nightmares games, or is it now gonna be? No, like no, they, it, they show they show a little bit of like footage. It's gonna be like the other Little Nightmare games for sure. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. looked like oh, Little wow. Nightmares. Absolutely. Yeah, it's co-op because there's two. There's two characters. Yeah. 
Okay. I I love Tarsier. Like I've loved ninety percent of the games they have put out. So I don't know. It just it's very kind of like uh, uh Sonic Su- Sonic Superstars launches October seventeenth. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, yeah. the Final Horizon update launches September twenty eighth. A lot of Sonic. Super Saiyan Sonic. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink launches February 1st, 2024. Finally. Uh, Nightingale launches February 22nd. Diablo 4 Season of Blood Season 2 launches October 17th. Yeah, it, it was weird. About that. Yeah, it's weird that they announced the second season while they still have like a month and a half left of their first season. Yeah, uh, it might be because the reception of the first season hasn't been very good in terms of the fan response and the lack of content and stuff like that. So they, maybe they want to try to revitalize their, I guess, interest in the series. Because like Drew said, like Drew and I, like we're like huge, huge Diablo fans. Like one of the most important games of our lives, right? Right, Drew. Like in terms of like the the series Absolutely. impact and stuff like that. Yeah, to think that like. Us and many other people just like us are having this kind of like whole home response to Diablo kind of speaks to a lot of where Diablo 4 is in terms of its like longevity, right? Because the game is fine on its single first playthrough, but outside of that, like going past like level 50 into the other world tiers and the itemization, all this stuff and activities is really lacking. So I think they still have plenty of time to turn things around, but as it is now, the game isn't really that much fun to play after you beat it like once. It's crazy. I never even finished it. Like I fell off of it yeah, hard. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Aura History Untold launches in 2024, coming to Gay Pass Day One. Expeditions, a Mud Runner game, is launching in 2024 for Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. And finally, Dustborn launches early 2024 for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't the end. There's a second page. Gee, man, Gamescom, tons of games, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Humankind console version out now. Uh, El Paso Elsewhere launching September 26th. Um, I Am 8-Bit will publish a physical version of Sea of Stars for everything in early 2024. Dungeons 4, I can't believe they've made four of these games, launching November 9th, coming to Game Pass day one. Those games are weird, man. Yeah. Uh, the the Naruto game with the long ass name, Naruto X Baruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connection, launches November seventeenth. Uh, the Invincible launches November sixth. Ghost Runner two launches October twenty sixth. Uh, Terrence's new favorite game, Fight Crab two, launches this winter in early access. I'm excited. Nice. I'm going to get that because that yeah. The first one was a good time. I was going to say, did you play the first one, Terrence? I didn't, but I watched, like, I saw it on Steam, like, and I saw some videos, and I was like, damn, this actually does, it looks fun. Chaotic fun is what it looks like. My son played the shit out of that game for, like, a month and a half and then just stopped. Oh, damn. All right, uh, The Invincible, launching November 9th, or 6th. Ghost Runner 2, October 26th. Oh, I already said these. I'm sorry, I got lost in my thing. Uh, Frog Detective, the entire mystery is coming soon. Coming to Game Pass. Oh, those games are fun, by the way. If you're in for like like an hour, like a two-hour like gameplay of just really fun writing and like clever dialogue and stuff like that, you should check those out. They're good. Citizen Sleeper 2, uh, Star Wars Vector is coming to Game Pass Day 1. Pigeon Simulator... Uh, is launching in early access, coming to everything, and also Game Pass. 
Toussaint, uh, October 31st, coming to everything except Switch and launching on Game Pass. Wandering Sword, launches September 15th. Headbangers, launching October 31st. And Call of the Wild, the Angler, coming to Xbox and PlayStation on August 30th. It's already out on PC. Uh, some games come news. Retrieval was announced for PS5. Chicken Police Into the Hive announced for PC. Ooh, I'm not even going to attempt to say the name of this game. Or this developer. B- Bill Dund Tofonbrick. Tuberbrook. Okay. Uh, announced Constance for PC. Project Mugen, or Mugen, coming uh, to PS4, mobile, PS4, PS5, mobile, and PC. Cloverbyte announced Grime 2, and NVIDIA announced that Half-Life 2 RTX, uh, an RTX remix project. I, I saw a little bit of footage on that. The, the visual improvements certainly do look very nice, but if it's going to run like the original Portal RTX project did, then it, I don't know, it might, might need some time to cook. Cause, man, the Portal RTX was, it was a tough run on even like decent, decent PCs. All right, delays. We've got Europa delayed to 2024. Uh, Stalker 2, again, delayed till uh, the first half of 2024. Hyperlight Breaker, early access, delayed to 2024. My Time at Sandrock, delayed to November 2nd. That Xbox uh, indie game everybody talks about, Replaced, was delayed till 2024. Pacific Drive, delayed to 2024. Phasmophobia, uh, console version, has been delayed to October. And the time I have left... Delayed to 2024. Okay. Yep. Yeah, let us cook, man. We got enough for 2023. Yeah, it's okay to delay to 2024 at this point. Uh, Absolutely. Certain Affinity is working on a new FPS called Project Lobo. Uh, BioWare has laid off 50 people. Which That, that bodes poorly for... What's their next game? Is it Mass Dra- Effect? It's Dragon Age. And apparently... Mass Effect is going to be so far pushed out now because they pulled people off of Mass Effect to try to finish Dragon Age. Dragon Age was originally supposed to be out this year, and now it's been pushed to late 2024, if not later. Yeah, my my expectation for Bioware is at like rock bottom right now. If they come out with like a competent, like decent game, that would be surprising to me at this point, which makes me sad. Yep. Uh, what else we got here? I'm gonna skip through most of this. Uh, all the changes for Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty are also coming to the base game for free on current gen and PC. Uh, the uh, cancelled Immortal Phoenix, Immortals Phoenix Rising sequel was a mix between Wind Waker and Elden Ring. Well, that sucks, man. I know you really liked that first game. Okay. I did. I did. I was it's excited really for a sequel. Uh, and Ponkel confirmed the existence of Vampire Survivor's Director's Cut, and it will be part of the main game in the future. <laughs> sure. Uh, Super Bomberman R2 uh, cross Fall Guys, so Fall Guys getting another crossover. Uh, free Cult of the Lamb crossover with Don't Starve Together crossover is out now. A new No Man's Sky update called Echoes is out now. Behavior Interactive acquired Dutch gaming studio called Code Glue. Uh, Rod Ferguson said Diablo 4 has over 12 million players. Texas Chainsaw hit a million players. And Star Citizen has raised 600 million from its backers since their crowdfunding in 2012. 
2012. Wow. 2012. That is fucking bananas. I background <laughs> this game and you've sunk enough money and hours into the game. There's like a like a what's a sunk cost fallacy there that prevents you from calling it for a game that looks like it may never fully finish. Jay, you just you you're you're just a naysayer. You just don't have hope. If you pour mm. ten thousand more dollars into this, mm-hmm. Jay, it'll it'll surely come out. Jay, mm-hmm. Jay, Jay, trust me. Trust. Right? Trust. Also, also, you should be like, trust me, I'm Canadian. That's also. Oh, I was gonna say. Also, uh, I have this great crypto <laughs> that you should invest in. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Ah! I have three emails. We're going to go through, and then a couple tweets, and then we can get out of here. I'm, I was trying to move through the news fast, because I know we talked a lot about games, which is good. But I do want to get to these emails, because they are pertinent to the conversation from last week. So Jeremy wrote in and said, hey guys, I wanted to shoot a message over to Anthony. No need to read this on the air unless you want to, but we want to. But hearing the tweet... I, I want to note, I was the one that said, oh, that's very nice. And then somebody else said, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> yes. Because I, uh, Jeremy's listened to the show for a long time, um, and he just wanted to I recognize in. the name. He says, but hearing that tweet hurt my heart a bit. I hope you continue to be yourself. Your addition to the show has been great, so I wanted to say thank you. I look forward to the show every week. Keep being badass from one tall, lanky dude to another. I uh, got a, got a uh, solidarity between people yep. that can't find clothes that fit. Uh, tall, lanky tall, dudes lanky. together strong. Yep. Uh, next email comes from Anano Mouse. <laughs> it's from Gamer Chat Radio. He says, I'd like to comment regarding the conversation from last week's The Angry Canadian Kid email. I'm a longtime listener before Ryan and Kid had kids. So for 13 plus years, Anthony does have good comments, albeit on some strange, unknown games. But he does add good commentary and makes the show a good blend. I don't really feel he is angry and interrupts others excessively, but he makes himself pretty sound pretty immature by saying the F word a thousand times and, re- and uh, repeating that he is high. <laughs> you know what? Here's 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 the reason why I do that. My fear is that somebody's I'm gonna say something and not know that I said it. So I'm just putting it out there when I am, like, hey, Lower your expectations of me. I know that you can't lower them more. Uh, he does but... say he does say from your rebuttal at the end. It sounds like you do take criticism to improve. So I do hope you take this to heart as well. Happy belated. Oh, I... No, go I, ahead. I, I was gonna say I I know like I, like I said last week. Not to reiterate because no one wants to hear it, but um, I know that I swear too much, and I know like I can pinpoint where that problem started and the problem is is that i have done it for so long it's hard to undo the mess that has been created you know too many years ago to count <laughs> over 20 so it's just i know that the swearing's much and i'm trying to and then i stumble sometimes to but qu- uh, yeah to quote to quote a great classic movie Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. Maybe I was supposed to laugh. I apologize. I watched it. Do you, do you remember that for the South Park movie? I do. It's I like, do. You can't it's swear. It's like, you can't swear. What? Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. He also says happy belated 17 year anniversary, guys. What a ride. And speaking about the angry redneck, I do hope Drew's new job settles down so he can be on the show more often. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the insightful commentary and uh, reply to your your and listeners, Drew. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, I Drew. Appreciate it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need a Drew sound clip where it says "Yep" or something like that. So we can just <laughs> oh, that's that it. Here. Yes. That's what yeah. I, I think we need. Do. I think we need uh, to cut it. We need two audio clips from Drew. We need to just listen to any episode of Phoenix Down where he goes, this is Drew. And we'll just use that when we're introducing the show. And then we'll just have, yep. <laughs> just, just put, yeah, just put that in there. There you go. All right. All right. Next email comes from Francisco, who sent the monitor, by the way, which uh, I, I I did get it out of the box. I realize it's way too big for me. So Terrence is going to inherit that monitor. So I hope you enjoy it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, that it did arrive. He says, hello, everybody. Just wanted to set the record straight. The angry Canadian kid, Anthony, is a staple of the podcast. In fact, I think he is too calm nowadays. I miss the explosive rants. Whatever drugs you do to calm down, do the opposite. I need the fire, the anger, the passion. In all seriousness, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm on pace to talk. I'm on push to talk now, and I was laughing without holding the button. Sorry. Uh, uh, that's, that's great, but I just don't have enough to get angry about. Don't worry, Terrence. <laughs> you're in this email, too. Just saying. <laughs> oh, shoot. He says, in all seriousness, you guys are my favorite podcast. All your perspectives are very good and accurate. All of you have a love for games that is genuine and not backed or pushed by money, greed, or anything like that. Just love. And of course, no one is going to come after Terrence for using the N-word. Slavery ended in 1865. Get with the program. Plus, where else can I get my weekly dose of the N-word? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, my nigga, I appreciate that. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, man. Anyways, I recently received a few games and reminisced about some of the game endings that really stuck with me. The three that I remember, the who left? Drew. Oh, so that's why he wasn't talking. (laughs) Yeah. He says, the three that I remember the most uh, are the first time I beat one of my favorite SNES games, Cybernator, as a kid. I say Cybernator is not a game. I don't (laughs) don't know know that one. You don't know? NES got a magic library. Mm, Uh, Cybernator. He says, as a kid, it blew my mind. Then when I finished the Half-Life series, it left me wanting so much more, and most recently, the Mass Effect trilogy. That series left a hole in my soul when I finished it. I'm hoping Starfield becomes one of those games for me in the coming weeks. Which brings my question, what games have any of you played that have had a lasting impression, good or bad? Thanks for the show. Have a great week. Um. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Uh... I mean, that's so, I don't want to say it's vague. It's just, I feel like there's a lot of answers to that potentially. Like, um, I think Half-Life is up there just because of how weird that game gets. Um, I don't know if I can think of anything that's bad that's based on the ending anyways. I mean... Nothing that I haven't said before. Yeah, I was trying to think of 
like there's so many games that have left lasting impressions on me. If I had to pick one, it would be Metal Gear Solid. Like that's the one that I like. I can. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a game that it's like my Batman '89. Like there's so many parts of it that I can just quote. The just moments in that game. Uh, I think too, like Metal Gear Solid Three. If you're thinking Metal Gear, I think that's the one that got me the most. When you have the obviously it's, it's a forever old game, uh, but you know when you get the realization of what the boss was truly doing and what it was that you were actually doing on that particular mission and what you ended up doing, you know, uh, in kind of like retrospect, everything that you've done that far and all the preconceptions that you had about this great big antagonist, you know, that's kind of uh, been your nemesis throughout the whole game was just hit me so hard. And then when he refuses to shake like the president's hand, and just kind of like walks away. I was like, I feel this, you know, and that's <laughs> one of the games that uh, I really, I really, it really stuck with me for a very long time. And I still think about it sometimes. Yeah. I think Metal Gear Solid 1 is big for me for that, but also a lot in Metal Gear Solid 2, like when Snake and Otacon connect back up again. Mm-hmm. Like that that's a big moment in that game for me, especially since you weren't playing as Snake for most of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I uh I I got a one that's I'm going to I'm going to spoil Watch Dogs, the first one, not wholly, but you know, enough. Um Watch Dogs is a story about revenge and a lot of people didn't like the main character, but the whole point your character is a bad guy. He robs, like, he steals money. Like, you are a villain. By by, It's just, he's a villain who's stealing from casinos that are run by the mob in Chicago. And so, what ends up happening is, is that the mob thinks he has seen something inside their files, because he's a computer hacker, or rather, he's the muscle for a computer hacker. And so... The idea is that it's all about information control. And so when you find out why the mob tries to kill you and ends up killing your niece, well, or Aiden's niece, I should say. But anyways, um, Aiden Pierce is on this journey for revenge. And when he finally finds out what he's what everybody's been fighting over, it's a video of the mayor accidentally killing a prostitute. So... It's just that that little piece of information, that video that the mob has, has allowed them to control the mayor. And it wasn't Mike Hager, was it? No. Okay. Um, okay. Mike Hager doesn't do that. Um, Mike Hager's good people. Um, <laughs> he, like, it, it's also the reason why the uh, other gangs, well, one of the other gangs, has been able to survive in same in the same city because they stole this the like information from the mob. So they're holding the mob. They're like they're blackmailing the mob into being able to operate inside a certain part of the city. So the mob has allowed that because they don't want to be called out for blackmailing the mayor. You your character doesn't know any of this. He never saw that. And it's literally the, the ending point of that game is finding out that it was all because of people wanting to be in control while you were stealing money. They didn't care about the money. They cared about the information. And what was really brilliant about that game was they really showed you how much information is important, not the currency. Like 
that's how you control people. Money can get you so far, but it, it, the to really have people in like your hands, like that is what you need. You need blackmail. You need information on these people. And knowing every aspect of somebody's life is that. And it was a great take on social media and the things that we are allowing. And then they totally botched that in two. And they kind of tried to bring it back in three, but it's so far off in the future that it doesn't really hit as well. Although there's, mo- there's, and Ken knows this because every time I bring it up, there's one moment in three that this is like so disturbing. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, that is a thing everybody who thinks transhumanism is a good idea it should see because boy, that is a takedown of that, but it's wedged in between other content that I'm going to just say isn't as strong. Um, but like watchdogs one stuck with me. Um, and it wasn't just because of gameplay, which I thought was interesting, but that story and everybody that criticizes that game hates it. And I'm like, that's the, you're not supposed to like the main character. That's the point. The point is that this character is being forced to learn how much he's fucked up. Sorry, I swore again, but th- that's that's literally the point of the story. And it's just, you know, <clears throat> to overlook that because you don't like the character. Well, I hate to say this, but like when you're playing a character that's making jokes, but then kills a person, maybe that character is even worse. Like Aiden Pierce isn't trying to kill people just to have fun. Um but you know, oh, it's okay for Nathan Drake to shoot a hundred plus guys because he's charming and witty. <laughs> it's like weird. So I, I'm okay with having like because that's I also liked Max Payne. Max Payne is not a good guy. That's true. And that's a series too that does the same thing. Where I'm just like, wow, these story moments are like insane. So, um, you know, I'd say Max Payne, Watchdogs, they're both noir stories, ironically, but those ones have stuck with me. I cool. Max Payne. Max Payne's a good game. I I'm glad I can replay those all three of those on my Xbox because backwards compat. Yeah. That conversation's come up a lot this week. People are like, we need to be able to have these games. Like a lot of these games are out there. If you have a PC yeah, or you I have didn't... an Xbox, you can play them. You know. Yeah, I didn't Man. know about the Otagi one. I didn't realize that had ever made both it of them to where you could buy it. Yeah, I just I, when you said it, I looked it up. I was like, oh, I'll be damned. So I'll be buying both of them. I didn't realize that because yep. yeah, those are those are good. I played a couple. I played those a few months back. Like they're they they hold up really well. Good games. Nice. Good to hear. Yes. Yeah, speaking of that, them. I I I uh, discovered a website for like my abandonware or something like that, and that kind of sh- has like downloadable links and playable links in modern PCs that you can like load up that you can't purchase anywhere else like games like Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay and stuff like that that you can't buy on like Steam or anything like that that you can just basically download the game and you just kind of play it and they have like a list of games dating from like 1978 to like 2012 so if you're interested in like gaming history and some of the old classic games that these new games are you know kind of taking inspiration from you can just go and grab them and play them for free i i got down a rabbit hole this week of of playing canceled games because the, the internet has made that possible now yeah and so everybody cool. was like oh you know thrill kill was the big one back in the day because it was done but i dug up a build of starcraft ghost and played that this week i re- awesome i really mad that that game never came out <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to mess with that and see if I can if I can. Get yeah, the frame rate is not good. I'm gonna tell you that. Okay, I one of my 
great. favorites. And uh, just because you mentioned canceled games and not to shift the conversation away from the original point, but uh, the Warcraft point and click. Oh, the Saturday morning cartoon one? Yes. Do you yeah. know who that's made by, Ken? <sighs> I do, but I don't remember. So It's made by the CDI people. The Zelda oh, CDI. Right. Animation Magic or whatever. Yeah. That's who made the animations for that game. It's it's surprisingly way better, but it's like you can it play it. It's a, I was playing, yep. I was playing Sunsoft's uh, Superman prototype, which they had to rename to Sun, Sun Man. Man. That game is pretty good. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I dug okay. up a bunch of. I I managed. I finally got the the dinosaur planet hacked ROM onto my uh, emulation, my Botticera build. So I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I, I played it a little bit before, but I'm going to check it out now that it's on my build. I can't think of I anything that... The Warcraft one. I remember being so sad that got canceled. Like, I was waiting for that game. Oh, I remember that. Yep. There's, there's also games a... that... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's also a treasure-built uh, Tiny Toons game that I got for the PS2 that I need to check out. I haven't played I... it mm-hmm. That was released, though, wasn't it? I th- no, it was, I think that might have it been was a... released on Game Boy, but it wasn't put out. The PS2 version never made it out. Okay, I, th- I, I thought that game came out, but it was like a Europe or Japan, Japan only I'm... Sort of thing, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I, th- Treasure had a couple games like that, so I wouldn't be surprised if I'm just totally. Dude, that game is done. Like it's got all the voice work, it's got the endings. Like it's just it's just done. So I need to, I'm gonna check that out this week. Oh yeah, okay. I'm seeing it here. Yeah, nope, my bad. I yeah, no, I don't know this game. I I know they made something else. Um, maybe I've got the wrong series. Well, they made two Tiny Toons games. One of them did come out, which was the oh, Game okay. Boy. You know what? That's probably where I I have to be thinking that. Uh, yeah, I must be thinking that. That's weird. I don't know if I know about the yeah GameCube and PlayStation Two. Yep, I've got a I've got a PlayStation Two build. I'm gonna check out this week. I, I all <clears throat> the all the unreleased games that I want to play don't exist. You know what I mean? Like they just never have released. I love the cause... internet nowadays because I get to play that Castlevania build for the Dreamcast that I played at E3, and I can just play great. it whenever. It's... Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Prey 2 doesn't exist, so there's one that I can't play. Yeah. Um, what's the other one that I was looking at this list? Um, An Agent by Rockstar, I can't play that, that doesn't exist. Like, those are all the unreleased games. Of course, those ones can't leak. Yeah, unfortunately. StarCraft Ghost, I didn't know leaked, so it was news to me, but apparently it leaked back in 2019, I think? I recall that happening, but I can't... I don't remember. It's not. It, and what's funny is it's not even the Swinging 8 build. It's the, the Nihilistic build. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's even before I, the change developers. I think I saw a, a release of that like being leaked, but I was I told myself I wouldn't play it because I don't want to play what was lost and kind of feel regret. You know what I mean? So I just kind of like it's better off if I don't experience it at all. Kind of yeah, deal is what I, I felt. So I was like, I'll just stay off of it. I'm far enough removed from it now of being mad that it never mm-hmm. came out that I just wanted, I just for my curiosity's sake, I wanted to know like what it was, and right, playing right. it, I'm like. 
Okay, so I see the we haven't quite figured out third-person shooters on the original Xbox era problems with it, <laughs> but like the concepts are so cool. Like I've played, I've played a little bit of Glover 2's leaked prototype. Oh yeah, that's it. That's not, out there. Yeah, that's that's neat. There was some definitely some interesting choices being done there that unfortunately we'll never we'll never yeah. see. Um, I know there was, uh, yeah, like. I'm looking at Hidden Palace right now. Go, go, Goemon, Mystical Ninja Goemon Zero, which was a PS2 game that did release, but uh, only in Japan. And the English version was being done by... Working Designs, right? Working Designs, yeah. yeah. And they they were basically done, from my understanding. Like, they had, like... Um, yeah, the publisher they pulled promo out the materials. Last, they pulled, the yeah. publisher pulled out at the last minute, if I remember the story correctly. It's, well, it would have been Konami, because yeah. Konami owns Mystical Ninja. But yeah, like, what a weird thing to get that far. And it was a series that was known. It wasn't like it was a series that... But th- that's all Mystical Ninja, for the most part, is like, yeah, it starts translating, and then nothing. And the same with Mother One. Mother One now is out there. Yep. Uh, all right, let's do two tweets and get out of here, because we're, we're, we're running deep. Uh, Mookie wants to know, any news about the devs who made Back for Blood? what they're doing. Uh, I think it was too for soon for them to stop updating the game. Such a shame. They haven't made a game that sticks as long as the left for dead series. I have no idea what that team is doing. I would assume an asymmetrical multiplayer game. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all they've ever done, right? I think so. They did left for dead. Then they did evolve. And then they did back for blood. So how many, how many like abject failures are they allowed to have before they have to like disband? Is there like a limit? It just depends on if somebody's going to give them money to make a game, I guess. I mean, Jade Is Raymond still has a job, right? <laughs> for that, I had this. We had this talk working on Star Citizen, you know. Oh, I mean, God. that's true. That's yeah. true. But that's all y'all's it's... fault that paid for it, you know. I was, I was going to say yeah, we had this I, talk I last more... week about where I, how I think this is all just money laundering. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't money launder something if it doesn't sell. Like correct. Uh, yeah, that's that's the failure. Part. Yeah, like Back for Blood went They're on Game Pass, it. so I guess they got a bag. I don't know. No, it wasn't awful. Like Back for Blood wasn't awful, but it wasn't. It it didn't set anything on fire. It just, yeah. uh, it just I I played fun. like one session of that with some friends, so I gave it the best chance that it could possibly have. It's not like I play single player. But then we ran into like bugs which reset our progress. We had to do again, and the whole mission structure, the story, and everything just felt like a like a less interesting and fun version of Left for Dead, and kind of like bummed me out. Yep. I was like, I don't I don't care about this. Yep. And then the cars and all those dumb. Ugh, so stupid. So unnecessary. I got, they evolved some of that stuff later, but like, and it gets better. But yeah, the card thing never changes, and that I think is what turned off a lot of people. Yeah, um, the, the card stuff, which I I totally get. Like I understand, but yeah, it just that know, that was a that was a game of circumstance for me. So we sat down to play it. We were gonna do like a like play it together, my wife and I. And as soon as we booted it up, it crashed on both of our Xboxes, and we just kind of gave up. <laughs> Yeah, that be the sign. Like yep. I guess the game don't want us to play. Yeah. Oh well. Like all right, well, well I'm done with this. Um, Jeremy writes in. He might have the best name for Twitter. I'm not gonna lie. He says, "Hey guys, I'm giving Twitter slash X Twix with a question mark." Nice. <laughs> nice. Another I shot. Like right, left, right or left Twix. Okay. That's See, good. Now, that was okay. Good. 
Um, you give me nothing. That's fine. That's on you. Yeah. All right. I deliver comedy gold, and it's on you if you don't laugh. <laughs> he says, "What do you think about Project Hepatitis or whatever Sony's calling the new streaming handheld thing? Locking Bluetooth <laughs> to just their devices seems pretty Sony-ish." Thanks for the show. This is Project Hepatitis. Okay, yeah, that's wild. Like, I don't. Who's it for? Right. Uh, I sat down and was like, "Let's make this." Who is that for? I don't know. I'm not, okay. I'm ninety percent certain you can just do this with a phone. Yes, with a backbone and a phone, which yeah. means you could do it with a tablet. Exactly. Because so you can Bluetooth controller sync to your tablet. So who was this for? I, I, I don't know. Like, and, and more importantly, what does this cross off? Like. Portable device? I mean, barely. Yeah, I, I think I think the idea that they're going for, uh, which is is shocking if you think about it, is that Steam Deck is kind of like a um like a complementary piece to your Steam account and your Steam platform in general, right? Because you still need Steam, you know, account to play stuff and then kind of do everything. Obviously, it plays it without streaming anything at all, which is uh, you know, the part. But also, it can also do the streaming stuff with Game Pass and all this other stuff. So maybe in some executive board meeting for Sony, they were like, well, Steam Deck is increasing like platform retentancy on Steam and increasing sales for their games because now they have another way that they can play set games they they purchase right so they can play this game portably so Sony in their infinite wisdom might have said like well if we put out a platform that allows people to play PlayStation games portably as well without having to you know kind of break the bank and go into actually having like real hardware under the belt then that might be the way to do it and they kind of lost the point in terms of what you know the Steam Deck and other platforms of that nature actually provide in terms of their value, and they began to limit it even more and more and more, uh, thinking that it's going to increase the, I guess, the fusion and compatibility between their Sony devices. Maybe this will sell more headsets for Sony because it's only allows for Sony-based Bluetooth devices. Maybe it'll sell more PlayStation 5s because you need a PlayStation 5. So I could imagine these dumb peanut-brained executives sitting at a board meeting saying, like, oh, this is great. This is a great idea. This is going to encourage people to buy more Sony products. And then they just push this out there, not understanding that it's being pushed out there to die miserably. Uh, and guys, that's kind of where, where my head's at. Yeah, that's, that's, guys, that's, that's what it feels have, like to me. He, the, the, the executive walks in and goes, guys, I have the perfect word. Synergy. Yeah, that's basically uh, it. That's basically, yeah. <laughs> and then one guy who's just doing coke off of a back of a hooker's, you know, you know, whatever. Right, is yeah. basically kind of gets up like, I like that word. Give that mm-hmm. man money. And then the the plaza, you know, the the project goes into. <laughs> and the thing about it is like people that are actually in Sony Entertainment that's actually doing like platforms and actually having to deal with actual games and stuff like that, we'll see this as something that is being sent out to fail. But ultimately, when it's being pushed out by the top brass, you have you have no choice but to push on head. And that's kind of like what it feels like. I bet internally, Sony laughs about this device. Like, 
Well, this, this is the dumbest shit we've ever put out. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me because I I remember reading the reports that the VR was not a choice that Sony Computer Entertainment wanted to do, but they were forced <laughs> to do it because they're like, hey, we need this hardware out there. Yeah. So it wouldn't shock me if this is something they didn't want to do, but the, the like you said, the brass is like, yeah, you've got to do this because we need a Steam Deck equivalent. Yeah, yeah. We there's a market there that they know that it exists, and instead of doing it in a way where it makes sense, uh, that it actually seems you know something that they want to actually go for, they they decided to go with this method instead. Uh, and it, it makes me sad because I love the Sony handheld platforms. The PSP, one of the best handhelds ever made. The Vita, fantastic despite its obvious failings. And to see this fucking abomination come out makes it so much much less likely that Sony's ever going to enter the plat in you know, a portable platform again in earnest you know because when I, they when they see this fail they're going to be like oh we tried and we failed you know there's nothing to be done the consumers have spoken despite the fact that they put out a platform or you know they put out a, a system that nobody wants and is lacking the features that is desperately needed for a system of a portable nature. When you mentioned like that, they don't want to put in the effort. All I could think of was the family guy moment of uh, the million dollar man where he goes, we have the technology. We don't want to spend, don't a, lot want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a very good comparison to be made there. Oh, makes me sad. Cause yeah, I, I didn't care for the, the PSP and the Vita, but they were, they were quality ass devices. The, the, I, oh yeah. The Vita was a nicer console, but the PSP had the better library, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but then got, that's when you, yeah, they got Go two Metal Gear games on there, and I'm talking like just the normal ones, not even Acid, which is my favorite. At some point out of the show, I'm gonna need you to try to talk me into playing Metal Gear Acid at some point because I, I can, I, I can do it for you right now. It's Metal Gear, but turn-based, and all your attacks are cards. That's it. Like, do you like card games? Do you like tur- turn ba- uh, tur- uh, turn-based strategy games? Well, you do all the Metal Gear stuff too. Like, you can knock on walls, and that character, his next turn, will start walking around. It's great. I love it. I'm like, oh, it's it's more tactical, but it's you do all the same stuff. I I have both games running on the Steam Deck like really beautifully, and I booted it up, and I played like the tutorial for about five minutes. I was like. Mm. Oh, I love those games. The first <laughs> one's a little rougher, for sure. The second one just decides, like, no, we're going off the rails. New art style. It, mm-hmm. This is going to be weird. Like, we are not canon at all. We're not leaning into, like, this is actually Solid Snake. We are just going to go nuts. I, I'll and give that game series another try, because I, I, I love Metal Gear a lot. So If, right. if you want... I, I Totally unrelated. But if you want a really good Metal Gear-esque game... Uh, Boktai, specifically Boktai 2, Solar Boy Django. It plays like a mixture of Metal Gear Solid, or Metal Gear, I guess, in some extent, and Zelda. It's really I know that's good. a Kojima game, so that makes sense, right? Yeah. Hey, is that the Sun in Your Hand game? Yes, like it, is. Yes, yes, it is. The yeah, first yeah, one's a little rough. Fun. The second yeah, one, was, though, but... like, you have full-on stealth missions where you're knocking on walls and getting enemies, luring them into traps and stuff. Mm, yeah, it was solid. Yeah, it was pretty good. All right, y'all. That is it for the show this week. Um, if you want to Twix at us, it's at CTGD Podcast. 
Uh, but the better way is to send us an email to podcast at ztgd.com. Uh, Phoenix Down, as Drew had to jump out. I don't know if we ever mentioned that, but he had to leave. Um, Phoenix Down, Resident Evil, I'd assume they'll be back next week. They weren't up this week, so. Uh, and we'll be back next week to talk about Starfield. I know y'all going to want to tune in for that one. Hopefully Wombat will be back, because uh, I know he's been playing it as well. So we'll talk all about Starfield next week, and probably some other games. But, um... That's it for the show. Unless anybody has anything else, how do you feed blood to Grandpa? Goddamn! We'll get out of here. Peace, bitch. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. <laughs>